0: Coming up on episode 32 of Nosebleed Seats, Cowboys win. We damn boys will be playing loud and proud after the Cowboys defeated the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football. We'll catch up with Eric and see how he's feeling after those Dolphins lost to the Jets. Jets. We also get weird with a little bit of poop. Eric gives his biggest L, biggest dub of the week, which I might not agree with. We talk the NBA moves. Dwayne Wade, oh yeah, he's now with his best buddy in Cleveland. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show everyone can afford to listen to. The Nosebleed Seats. It's about that time for some Nosebleed Seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode 32. Mr.
1: Edron James, 32. Does that ring a bell?
0: Indianapolis Colts.
1: Well, I think of him more as a University of Miami guy, but you're right. That's where he wore number 32. Arizona Cardinal. Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, we like to forget about those years, even though he was in the Super Bowl. Wasn't terrible. Edron James. uh, Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. What about OJ Simpson? OJ. Haven't heard much about him lately. I wonder what's going on with that guy.
2: Kari Lennon.
0: OJ Mayo.
1: What did he say? Carey whom?
0: That's the uh, ex-Dallas Stars goaltender that royally disappointed throughout his career. He's still on the team. He's back now. Oh, that's right. They got rid of Niemi.
1: Well, I thought it was like his neighbor He something. ideally like, will never, never play because the
0: Stars signed Ben Bishop in the offseason.
1: Bees up, baby. Right, Bam? Our
0: hockey expert? Yes. Let's Although stop Ben
1: Bishop is Why are we talking about hockey? I mean, we went from Edron James to hockey. Carrie, what's his name? No one cares. It's Cari. It's Edron James's time to shine, and let's just leave it at that. It's all about the you. Move on. Seamless.
0: No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer, Bab with you. A very special thank you and a hello to our in-studio guest today, Taylor Phillips, also working with ESPN Dallas here yes. locally, former uh, friend of ours from the University of North Texas. Former He's- friend. He's no
1: longer a friend. No.
0: No, well, he, he uh, works for the enemy, so we can no longer be friends. But he's sitting in with us tonight, so hopefully he enjoys the show and we can at least get a, a laugh or two out of him. But it was a phenomenal Monday night, Eric. I don't know if you had a good Monday night. I had, No, I had a great
1: Monday night. Did it start great though? Because I was actually with you and you seemed pretty up your butt about what was going on.
0: Does it matter how it started, Eric? It's how we finished. So is it I don't think this was playing
1: in your head in the first
0: quarter. <laughs> Enjoy it. Bask in it.
1: Wasn't playing in your head no, in the no. second quarter. Weedham boys. Barely beat the
0: Cardinals. Yeah. 28-17. Your Dallas Cowboys are 2-1. They came back with a vengeance. Dominated the second half.
1: I was about to say, came back with a vengeance uh, after 30 Dominated
0: the second half. (laughs) Is that what that was? Domination in that second half. Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, Dez Bryant. With a career epitomizing play. I will not be denied, sir. Four men around me at the ten yard line, and Des Bryant says, uh-uh. I'm getting into the end zone. He did it. Dallas is two and one. But yeah, there's a lot to go into here, uh, Chi. You and I actually, for the first time ever, were in the same area. Yeah, it was to so watch hot. a Dallas Cowboys is
1: incredibly sexy.
0: And I think you could tell. We were both in different rooms. We were both doing different jobs,
1: but we we could feel it. But it was simpatico. It.
0: There were moments where you would come into the room I was working in.
1: Oh yeah, I came
0: at halftime. I came to join you, and certainly during the first quarter, I think our first little little uh, interaction. You could tell you were you were
1: nervous. Stuff. You were sweating.
0: Stuff wasn't right. No,
1: stuff was not even close to right. The offensive line, who are we? What is happening? Are these the same guys? Tyron Smith, is that you? Frederick, are you here? Good night. What was going on? They couldn't run the ball. It was. They couldn't protect Prescott.
0: Absolutely abysmal first quarter. I felt like the Cowboys offense was on the field for a total of maybe five minutes.
1: I'm pretty sure they had a
2: total of eight plays in the first quarter. Four four plays four plays in the first quarter they got their first I was listening to Sham on the radio and they got their fifth play of the fifth offensive, fifth offensive play <laughs> of the <yeah. laughs> by the way bab still can't talk clearly yeah i'm still recovering from silent bab last week at the tail end but but doing better but yeah their their fifth offensive play of the game came like right after the second quarter started just bad. They couldn't maintain anything, and the
1: defense was getting worked. Carson Palmer was shredding them. They really got fortunate with that uh, interference call or whatever in the end zone when it's it's a, they're about to go up fourteen nothing. Boom! They call the flag. They settle for three. Oh, and he misses the field goal because uh, Phil Dawson. Jesus, Phil Dawson's still playing football.
0: Did you know Phil Dawson went to Lake Highlands? Did not in Dallas. No, Did not didn't know that either. Yeah, that was what turned the game around. Arizona was up fourteen to nothing. That penalty brings the touchdown back to Phil Dawson missed field goal. Cowboys have new life. They're able to tie that baby at seven. And then from then on, I couldn't be more proud of the performance of Dak Prescott.
1: Is that what that was? That's
0: what it was. I, I think Dak Prescott was even keel. People are thinking, oh, no, the sophomore slump. What's happening? Because, Eric, you and I talked about it. That offensive line was struggling. And that's the Cowboys' identity. That's what makes the engine go. You've got a dominant offensive line that's going to wear somebody down, open up gaping holes for Ezekiel Elliott to run through. You were going to have time of possession on your side. That defense shouldn't play a lot of snaps. They will be fresh come the end of the game to rush the passer. And eventually, things kind of started to morph towards that by the fourth quarter, and we saw that version of the Cowboys, but it took some plays from Dak Prescott out of the pocket, extending plays, eyes downfield, finding Bryce Butler, finding Terrence Williams, a game that Jason Witten honestly struggled in immensely, mostly blocking, but didn't have an impact in the passing game at all. Credit Dak Prescott for riding the ship. I think his ability to make plays when there weren't plays there, but he created for that offense, really jump-started them, and then they were able to settle back in to that ground-and-pound dominant offensive line they stepped up in that fourth quarter you saw Zeke get his first touchdown run racked up a big 20 yarder a couple big chunks there and they took over the tone of the game and were able to go on to win it but certainly that first quarter very worrisome
1: yeah really the whole first half for me I'm sitting there thinking Prescott doesn't look right the offensive line doesn't look close to right even Zeke doesn't look like himself but he's not getting much help from the offensive line. But I think you did. You got to give credit to Dak, like you said. In the second half, he came back and played well. And you can see where he is at his best, like you said, outside the pocket. I think you're going to see that more, especially if they're not totally trusting in this offensive line. You're going to see a lot more move in the pocket, play action rollouts, especially if they can get the running game established. To me, that's the scariest part is you never really got the running game totally going where it was just, you know, every time you hand it to Zeke, it's a minimum four yards. You never felt that. I don't even think in the fourth quarter you felt that. You don't know at all. He's constantly, it's one yard, it's no yards, it's negative yards. By the end, they started to wear him down a little bit. But I think Dak in the first half was was pretty poor. Second half, it's like, all right, I like what I'm seeing out of you, man. And, and it's because of, and they, a lot of them weren't even designed It's where he just escapes the pocket, rolls out, extends the play. Butler changes his route, goes to the end zone. Great play by him, but a great throw from Dak. He throws better on the run almost, and it cuts the field down for him, and he can use his athleticism that way, and he's still a threat to run. I almost wish he would run just a little bit more because he does – it usually ends in really good things because he's a smart runner. That – Read option that he took off the right side, dove
0: into the end zone. Fantastic. The 10-yard touchdown run. Unbelievable. Holding your breath there
1: a little bit. Uh Uh-oh,
0: uh-oh, uh-oh. Never was worried. You could see it developing immediately. As soon as he took off there, you knew he was getting in. I think that that first quarter, I mean, the Cowboys had four plays. Three of them were runs. Dak, he threw the ball, I think, five times maybe in the second quarter. In the uh, the second quarter, four passes, one pass in the first quarter. I think he had five total passes in that first half. So to say... I mean, the whole offense struggled. I don't know that Dak necessarily really struggled. It, it, it's a one and a whole. The offense struggles, Dak struggled. So I'm not, sure. I'm not trying to disagree with you there.
1: And I'm not trying to put it all on Dak. I just know there was a few plays where the pressure wasn't really there, but he, he was kind of running out of a, a fairly clean pocket to nothing, and then that ends in a ball getting thrown into the dirt. And, there and were, I saw him do that a few times. That's all I'm saying.
0: And there were some inaccuracies. That should have been a touchdown to Beasley in the end zone off that right side. That should have gotten there. There was a couple of miscommunications.
1: Between Dak and Bees. Yes. But also some inaccuracy. Totally agree with that. They just seemed really out of sync. And it started with they wanted to come out there, establish an identity, run the football. Like you said, they start with like three straight runs and they go nowhere. And then it's like, oh no, what happens? And they, it, it took them until really the third quarter to kind of get in a little bit of a groove. And it was an anomaly
0: because you see Travis Fredericks being beaten across his face. It's weird. Tyron Smith.
1: Got God beat like he stole something man. by Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, I Woo! was like, dude.
0: my I've never seen Tyron Smith get beaten like that in his entire career. Chandler Jones made him look silly. Now, he righted the ship sure. like the rest of the line did, and you and I were talking about it. I was very concerned with not only Chad Green, but Lyle Collins now two games in a row, really for, I'd say, a game and a half, looked atrocious. And I'm thinking to myself, what can you do to fix this problem? Do you move Lyle Collins back to left guard? And do you kick Chaz Green back out to right tackle? Because I'll credit Chaz Green. Last year heading into training camp, I didn't think this dude was going to make the roster. He had been terrible, and he could not be. He could not stay healthy. He got better and better. Tyron Smith got hurt a couple games. Chaz Green came in, did a serviceable job. I'm thinking, okay, he can play right tackle. The Cowboys decided we're going to kick Lyle out there. And I was feeling confident about Lyle Collins up until last week. And this half, he, he's struggling a little bit out there. And you're thinking, what can you do to write the ship? You were watching. What did you think about that offensive line play? In the second half, I rewatched the game this afternoon. Green did a much better job getting out and pulling, making contact. That's when you saw Zeke have a little more success, especially on the perimeter. And we'll get to Zeke in a second because you made that point about 3.6 yards per carry is what he averaged. So you usually expect him to go out, get four yards a pop. He was below that in this one. Credit the off- the offensive line. deserves blame. Zeke deserves some blame there. He's not looking quite like the Zeke that we thought about, but we'll get to that in a second. This offensive line, Green and Collins in particular, what were your thoughts?
1: I don't think Collins was quite as bad as maybe you you feel that he was, but he hasn't been great. Last week, you chalk it up to, dude, you're playing the best pass rusher in football, Von Miller, so I'm not going to just totally get my feelings about the fact that you played pretty bad. okay? But then coming into yesterday's game, you wanted to see him bounce back. He wasn't great. He was certainly the reason why Prescott was under duress a handful of times. Chaz Green... To be honest with you, I don't know really enough about him. You seem to think that he's not bad as long as he can stay healthy. That's kind of his one concern. But if they've already gone through all the mini camps, all the OTAs, all the training camps, all the preseason, the first few games of the season, and Lyle, Lyle, however you say his freaking name, is the is the right tackle. I don't see them. I don't see them moving away from it. I think if they would have. By now they would have already done that, right? It's too late now in season. It, it, I mean, not that it's too late, but it just seems like it's not something that they're gonna want to mess with. Football coaches are like, no, 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 no. This yeah, is you're just, not messing. We've it. been doing it. Your
0: hope is also now that okay they're gonna get better season progressive. that they'll get more comfortable with that position. I can understand that. It was it was a moment of panic though. I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to people. That first quarter and a half, I was thinking to myself, oh dear Lord. Well, are you confident? I mean, I'm curious good. now,
1: even the way the game ended and you score 14 points in the fourth quarter, you're on the road. Listen, it's been a bad game. We still found a way to get out of here with a victory. Are you feeling confident? Or are you feeling, wow, we really got fortunate in this one? I saw some things that worried me, especially with the offensive line and especially uh, with the defense, if the defense is forced to really do a lot like they were last night.
0: I'm absolutely confident. The okay. way they finished that game, it said a lot to me. It proved a lot because Cowboy teams in the past, Dallas was 0-3 in Arizona. particular had never beaten the Cardinals. That was a house of horrors, and weird things have happened in Arizona. And that's a good team. That's a good defense. That front seven is pretty darn good. And the fact that you struggled was not a surprise to me, but the way that they dominated that end of the game, Zeke started clicking. You got the ball. Des Bryant made a huge play. The way that Dak really just threw everything not allowing, his mental toughness to me is just years, years ahead of where most quarterbacks at this stage in their career are. The guy just doesn't flinch. He's always in the moment. He's never worrying. No
1: turnovers in the game. That's one thing we all need to know. Key. Huge key for not only that but just the entire offense.
0: And so the way the offense finished the game, yes, that's got me confident. The way that the defense played, though, you've got some injuries on the back end, but you've got young guys with upside. I thought Jordan Lewis, Big who time. struggled a ton last week, and I made an excuse for him on the show. The kid hadn't played on an NFL field in a game since the Orange Bowl
1: in December well, for that, Michigan. Well, that one game against Denver was all he needed to swipe the dust off him because he looked really good. Phenomenal. Last night, once uh old boy went down, I, can't, I don't even know who it was. Was it Scandrick? Scandrick
0: left the game. He came back. But, but Lewis played C- most Cito, of the second half. Cheeto didn't. Well, he had to start because you didn't have Cheeto. You didn't have one Carroll.
1: Well, he, he made impressive tackles, not only in coverage, but also just coming up, making a play on a running back in the flats or somebody to limit what was a two yard gain that mm-hmm. could have been tackling the in, in the Denver game. It would have been, you know, a 15 yard gain. He stops him right there at the line of scrimmage. So his tackling was really good, and his coverage was really good, especially there at the end of the game. And Xavier Woods. A guy that we liked a lot in the
0: draft process, thought it was a steal for that. He
1: should start. That's upside right
0: Jeff Heath, why is he on the field? I don't know, and it frustrates me. me. Uh, I'm not even a Cowboys
1: uh, fan. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And it's like, I Why is he here?
0: I'm not trying to rip on Jeff Heath. I'm sure he's a great locker room guy. He's a great special teamer. He's
1: no Harrison Smith. But he
0: should not be out there. He's no John Lynch. Kayvon Frazier, better start than him. And Xavier Woods is the most upside out of any of those guys. Byron Jones, though, a couple of big plays. Coming over, breaking up some passes, and you're still seeing a lot. Jalen Smith didn't make a huge impact, but he was in there. The play of Tank Lawrence and the pass rush was the the difference maker. Tank Lawrence, three sacks, almost had an interception. Unbelievable game. Two sacks week one, two sacks week two. He's got three sacks now in week three. The guy is playing with his hair on fire, and he's always had this upside. I told this to you after week one. You did. I said, Tank Lawrence is a dude that just hasn't been healthy but he's a guy that will be a household name. People are going to know the name DeMarcus Lawrence. The
1: reason why I was disagreeing with you is because it wasn't just any injury. It was a back injury and those things tend to linger. And those things are tough to recover from. And as a guy who's got to bend around the edge, his whole job is to hold people up and bend and do this and that. I'm like, man, I I just didn't, I just didn't see it happen. I thought he was going to bust, but the dude is playing lights out. Credit to you. You called it. I didn't think it was going to happen. He's been the best thing that's happened to them, especially missing David Irvin now. You get David Irving coming back here in a week or two. Now you have two guys that you can really trust on the edge because right now it really is mostly Lawrence. I mean, I know some other guys, Crawford and, and Tapper. Or, Demontre Moore or came Moore, back. Yeah, Moore. And Taco. Yeah, Tapper, no, Tapper but I'm was just not talking active about, I'm talking about guys that night. even on the interior line, is it Collins? Somebody's it Inside, was in there Collins making some plays. Yeah. Collins was the one making the plays. They, they were making some plays. But that's a yeah. pretty poor and injured Arizona offensive line. So that's the kind of offensive line you expect to see it from. Just like you did in, in the Giants game, you saw it from. Last week against Denver, you really only saw it from Lawrence. Lawrence has showed up every game. The defensive line has showed up, I would say, twice, or the pass rush in general has showed up twice out of the three games. And it's been the two really poor offensive lines. So credit to credit to Demarcus Lawrence, because they need something like that. And when when Irvin comes back, th- those could be two scary ends. And then you're like, wow, okay, at least we have something we can depend on, and if our young secondary, that's going to help them out.
0: Cowboys also waiting to get Anthony Hitchens back. Already mentioned the injuries they've had on the back end. Those guys will come back healthy. The youth and upside, I think these guys are going to get better as the season progresses. I'm excited about the offense, and I think those two linemen will get better as the season goes on as well. Yes, excited. Upside is here. Feeling good. I'm ready for Sunday against uh, the L.A. Rams, and that's going to be a good matchup. I'm
1: interested to feel, or because... Dallas is going to be on a short week. And the Rams are on a long week. Rams played Thursday. That's kind of like a super disadvantage. Now, as a Dolphins fan, I don't feel bad for you because our season has been deployed in nothing but disadvantages, including going to London this week, coming back and not having a bye week. Oh, actually not having a bye week ever. So I don't feel bad for you, Cowboys fans. But it's something to think about. You're on a short week. They're on an extra long week. That's kind of a, a schedule slapping you right in the face. Schedule makers.
0: Fair. I'll accept that. No split seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. That was Cowboys over Cardinals talk. We'll have more NFL coming your way later. But this is the time of the show where I look across from me at the beautiful Eric Chiafalo, and I mm. say, Chi,
1: give me your biggest L, biggest dub of the week. You want that right now? Right now. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> well, we do have a special biggest L guest entry. By the one and only, Mr. Bab. He's been trying to do this for weeks now. His voice hasn't been working. He had that rectal bleeding that kept him out a couple weeks ago. It's rectal just been, bleeding, yeah, it's just been a struggle for Bab recently. Wow. Uh, but he's been dying to get this off his chest. He's got an honorable mention
2: L. So, Bab, take it away, my friend. All right, so. This uh, this nominee for, or I guess, honorable mention, rather, for Biggest Elk. Not nominee.
1: You do not get no. that right now. Okay. You're not in the chair. I you're not in have... the big seat. Okay, I apologize. You got to earn your
2: stripes, Bab. You're not the king of the castle. But listen, you're doing a great job so far. This comes out of Okinawa, Japan. Mm. A, uh, Love
1: that place. Beautiful. Sushi's good.
2: 32, 32-year-old man driving uh, along a bridge uh, with his girlfriend. Ah. So he asks, there's driving along this bridge that's 2.1 miles long. 2.1. Yes. His his girlfriend's driving the car. He's in the passenger seat. Yes. The point one is in, is incredibly necessary. Yeah, very. Asks his girlfriend to pull over on the side of this bridge. There's a little pullover lane. Good. You shoulder. call that on the side of Does the bridge. Yeah, this
0: is the pullover lane if you need to pull over anywhere? Is it noted? I, I hope there, there's,
1: there better be signs everywhere. Because otherwise, this is probably illegal. If you need to pull over, this is the stop. This guy seems like a total
2: jerk, Bab. I think he made up his own rules. What are you doing here? Point being, they pull over on the side of the road. The man gets out with his girlfriend asking like they're gonna take pictures of the scenic view off the bridge. Oh, it's romantic. Well, hey, it's a beautiful instead, place. he surprises her and pops the question. Oh, really? Asks his girlfriend to marry him. On a random side of the highway. It's on a bridge overlooking on the
1: shoulder of a bridge. Okay. Surrounded by signs that say pull over here. <laughs>
2: yes. She says yes. What a sweetheart. He starts jumping for joy. Gets no, up on the railing. No. You're kidding, Bab. Falls over the railing. No, he didn't No way Body was found three hours later
1: Oh my gosh I mean, hey, at least you got to say you got engaged, right?
2: (sighs) You can never take that from him Pronounced dead at the scene Man
1: Honestly, Bab, I don't know why you didn't push harder for that to be the biggest L because I don't think it gets any bigger than that.
0: Bab, that is terrible. Oh,
1: my gosh. You go from just ultimate joy. I can't believe a woman agreed to not only live with me and be surrounded by me, but let me have sex with her for the rest of our lives. Wait a second. That's assumed. And now I'm dying? This is the best slash worst day ever. And now someone else gets to steal my girl, and yes put a ring on it and have sex with her for the rest of his life. That
0: poor woman. I feel
1: so bad for this guy. What was his I name again? I feel bad
0: for the survivors. King and the guy.
1: Not the man, survivors. I feel so bad the for the guy who died. girl. He's been holding out in Japan for years Kinda for his lucky get lucky the railing, wife,
0: jumps in down up and down like a little 5-year-old at Toys R Us. You know
1: what? That's actually falls. a really good point. So I don't necessarily feel that thing, bad bab? for this dude. Yeah, if he climbed up on the, the railing of a bridge in Japan. What the Japan, hell are you doing? I get you're happy.
0: Jump up and down on the freaking bridge. Don't do that. Not in Japan. Not in Japan.
1: Sheesh. They can jump well. Well, the guy made a rookie mistake. It's a shame for him. And and great, great job by you, Bev. That was incredible. Definitely deserve the honorable mention. I don't even think I can beat that, but we'll see what we, we'll see what we can do here. So honorable mention number two, this goes out to all Maryland quarterbacks. I'm talking about the state. Yes, I'm talking about you, Joe Flacco. Yes, I'm talking about you. Anyone in the last six years who suits up for the University of Maryland. Stephon and, Diggs. And plays the quarterback position. Only quarterback. Only quarterback. Maryland. Walchick. Yeah, Maryland. Maryland. So. Maryland. In the last six years. Maryland. There have been five quarterbacks tear their ACLs at the University of Maryland. Maryland. That is like, there's not a scarier position. I don't think there's a more dangerous position in the world than being the Maryland quarterback. Maryland. It's a guaranteed torn ACL. Maryland. Joe Flacco, you play in Maryland. Maryland. Baltimore Ravens quarterback, former Super Bowl champion. Crab cakes. This guy... Didn't complete a pass for more than five yards on Sunday. In oh, yeah. London. In London, right? In London. The same game where he went eight for 18, 28 yards, and lost 44 to zero. <sighs> Listen, man, if you're a quarterback in the state of Maryland, it's not going to bode well for you. You took an L this week. And if you're the University of Maryland, you've taken an L for the last six years. Maryland next guy marcus cooper man you deserved the biggest of l's you're so lucky your team saved you you're the safety for the chicago bears you return a freaking blocked field goal you're going to the end zone you're about to beat the steelers you're at the one yard line you pull a leon let some guy slides in smacks the ball right before you get into the end zone ball rolls out you lose maryland chicago actually marcus cooper if if I wanted nothing more than for your team to lose, and you have to look in the mirror for the next week and know that you took the biggest L. I wanted you to listen to the show, and I wanted you to hear it. But your team saved you, and now you're just an honorable mention. But I cannot stand when I see these schmucks. You never get the ball in your hands. You never get to score. You're running for a freaking touchdown, and you're gonna just let up because you're too cool for school. An old boy comes in, slaps the ball out, fumble. What are you, Adam Pacman Jones, Deshaun Jackson? That pissed me off. That play pissed me off so much. I'm sitting there doing prep for the Ranger
0: game here, and I'm watching on my little iPad. Here comes this schmuck. He's going to run it in for a touchdown, and you know I hate the Steelers. I hate the Steelers. I'm pulling hard for the Bears to get this win. They almost scored. He's got a cakewalk. He decides to walk the final 10 yards. He deserved to have that happen. Totally did. He shouldn't have been allowed on the bus on the ride
1: home, you moron. Couldn't agree more.
0: Idiot. Honorable mention L. He's the winner.
1: I'm with you. We can just bump him now. Marcus Cooper, you suck. Idiot. Maryland? The other honorable mention for the week of Biggest L is Mr. Darren Sproles, running back, Philadelphia Eagles. This guy, everybody loves this guy, man. You're 5'6", you're in the NFL, you've played for damn near a decade, you're a stud. He's no Danny Woodhead. We love you. Well, Darren did the most unfortunate thing that could ever happen. I think this is more unlikely to happen than, than all of us winning the Powerball in our lifetime. On one single play, he broke his arm and he tore his ACL. All in the same play. Darren, Honorable L. bud. And hey, good luck. Get well soon. And I hope to see you back out there on that gridiron.
0: What do you think you were grabbing? You know, because you naturally grab something when something's hurt. So you got a broken arm and a torn ACL. It's like, what do
1: you go for? What do you do? That's a really Really good question. And
0: probably the arm that he was going to go and grab the ACL with is the arm that's broken. Yep. So he's just laying there like, what just happened to me?
1: It's a car crash. I mean, literally, we are watching car crashes every Sunday afternoon from 3 till midnight. That's what we're doing. And he is a classic case of broken arm, blown out knee, same play. I've never seen anything like that. But just an honorable mention. But our biggest L, ladies and gentlemen, man by the name of Enis Cantor. anus Enis with an E. He played for OKC. The Thunder basketball player loved Oklahoma City man. The guy absolutely loved him. Maryland. and when when formerly a resident of Maryland, Kevin Durant called out the Oklahoma City Thunder. Remember last week, we talked about that when he took the biggest L on his anonymous Twitter accounts? Well, Enos Cantor is the one who had a response for that. He took to Twitter, and he tagged it, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, Oklahoma. He said, I don't care what anyone says, Oklahoma City Thunder is the best and most professional organization in the NBA and has got the craziest fans. We win, we lose, but the most important thing, we stick together because we are one. And those cats, because remember, Durant called him cats. I can't win with those cats. Enus Cantor said, and those cats, I call them family, all caps, family. Well, four days later, that Oklahoma and that family shipped Enos Cantor off to the New York Knicks. The Nickebackers. The dump of the NBA. And, and it was for pip- tar- Car- pe- Carmelo Anthony. Great deal. Woohoo! Enos Cantor. He's literally tweeting about how much he loves you. It's Oklahoma. We are one. We are family. We are everything. It's Oklahoma.
0: That's what's the little bit that he was going for, dude. I don't think think he did that on purpose. Four days.
1: That's my Oh Four days later he gets shipped to New York. Family. Oklahoma. Oklahoma no more. Oklahoma is now in New York. That is your Oklahoma. Mr. Enos with an E. So you, my friend, are the biggest L of the week. The who, the her. Now let's get happy, let's get happy real quick, because Walchick's got this look in his eye. Like I'm watching those clocks. I'm watching those clocks. All right, Walchick. No split seeds podcast. Zach Walchick, Eric Chia, follow up producer Bam. Biggest L, biggest dub. Honorable mention number one. I'm not going to give it to him three weeks in a row. I'm not going to give him the biggest, but i got to give him. Is it Hugh again? Oh, I forgot to mention Hugh Freeze as an honorable mention L because he is our perpetual L taker. Hugh Freeze, hope you're doing well, friend. Now, back to happiness. Tony Romo, you've won the biggest L for the the last two weeks because your calls have just been phenomenal. Biggest dub, biggest dub, not not L. L. Oh, did I say L? You said L. I meant dub. No
0: worries, man. We got what you're going for. I just wanted to make sure that people knew that we love Tony Romo here.
1: So, so he's back at it again. He's calling the uh, Bengals and Packers game, and, and, he, and he's really giving Andy Dalton a hard time. And anytime we can give Andy Dalton a hard time, I think we need to capitalize on that. Romo's three for three in his rookie broadcast season. And uh, he's seen things that Andy Dalton only wishes he could see. Here's a little clip. Go ahead, Bab. Kind of brought him into the league. Mike Holmgren. He's been around some great coaches. You're exactly right. Although he did run more of a Chip Kelly style system. I think... He thinks the NFL's caught up a little bit to some of that, and so he's trying to morph all these packages together. They go five wide here, Tony, on third and eight. Heads up for pressure off the top here. They're coming, Tony. And Dalton is taken down by Josh Jones. Well, here's what you want to do. Andy Dalton right here just doesn't recognize the pressure at first, and he just doesn't change the protection. When you're an empty as a quarterback, the number one job is to tell the five linemen who they're going to. You can see everything, and sometimes when the quarterback gets sacked and empty, sometimes it's on him, and that was one of those cases. Well, there's one quarterback in the building who saw it.
0: Pew, pew. pew, pew Shot fired pew, pew, by Jim Nance.
1: I just had. love well, There's one love quarterback it. in the building who saw it. Everybody
0: wishes Tony Romo was their quarterback.
1: (laughs) So freaking good. Tony Romo is three for three. And you are an honorable mention dub of the week, Mr. Romo. Did you hear the comments from Brent Musburger? I did not hear them, but I did see something about that Musburger was not pleased with what Romo's been doing. I
0: thought about maybe bringing this audio to the show. I decided not to. I can explain it. For those of you that don't know, Brent Musburger is a little salty. He came out and said, tap the brakes on this Tony Romo deal. The dude, the longer he's out of the game, will not be this predictable, able to see everything. He'll he'll forget who the personnel is. He that's won't fair. know it. And that's fine. But he also was basically calling him out and saying he's stepping all over his play-by-play man's shoes and or toes, I should say. We'll leave that for Jim
1: Nance to decide. And Brent. that's
0: not that's not the right way to do it to go about doing color. So you know, look it up. Brent says it in his own Brent way, but in summary, he's like, "Guys, hold off Tony Romo's on as brilliant you're making him out to be.
1: Screw you, Brent. Screw you, Brent. All right, let's get to the biggest winner of the week. Maryland. He goes by the name of Jake Elliott, the kicker. No, we're no for the Philadelphia. Shut, stop. Cut, hey, cut. that's right, Philadelphia cut, no, 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 Eagles. No, no, no. Turn the music on. Sixty-one off. yards, no. game winner over the Giants. No. Mm -mm. No one thought he could do it. Not even his own parents, I don't think, from what I heard. No. Enough. And really the main reason why he gets the biggest dub is because... Yeah, thank you. He helped me, a.k.a. the NFC East Yoda, at least have one correct vision over the weekend. Jake Elliott, you saved my rear end, bud, and I can't thank you enough for that. So you, coupled by this amazing call from our amigos... In Philadelphia. No. Give us the best oh my and gosh. biggest dub of the week. Take what? it away, friends.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Esto de 61. Jake Elliott para ganar el partido. Le mete el pie. Distancia.
2: Dirección. Sí señor. Sí señor. Sí señor. Sí, señor. Jake Elliott de 61 y los Eagles ganan el juego ¡Oh! ¡Qué patada!
1: Jake Elliott de 61 y los
2: Eagles con la victoria increíble pero cierto Jake Elliott
1: Season, your Season, Incredible. Jake Elliott, you are a stud. That call was absolutely amazing. And on top of that, on top of that, Walchick, I know you're so just sad right now that we're talking about the Eagles. Carson Wentz, right before this dude kicked it, told a bunch of guys on the sideline: I will give Jake my game check if he makes this. Field gold. Next thing you know, Jake Elliott is C Senior all over the field, and he is now $31,764.71 richer because of it. Thank you, Jake Elliott. Biggest freaking dub. Love you. Winning. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Walter, put a damn smile on your face. I mean, my gosh, can't you just be happy for a guy? No. You're so salty. You're so bitter. <laughs> Can you at least respect how great of a call that was? Unbelievable call. Thank I'm totally you.
0: fine with the call. That's fine. Loved
1: the kick. We could use game. that forever.
0: Nobody has to know that it was from an Eagles broadcast.
1: Go Eagles.
0: Uh the fact that the Eagles got a mention or the biggest dub on a show that I host is unacceptable. I use one veto a month and I'm using this veto. You're using it
1: now? You're I'm, revoking his like, biggest dub? I don't I'm are you even serious? care if it's
0: my it's my veto for the year. I'm not having a freaking Philadelphia Eagle. Granted, good for the kid. I'm happy for him. He's not. He can be an, a nominee, an, a mention. Sure. The biggest dub? Hell to the no. Hell to the no. Pick one of the other
1: ones. See, si senor. No. Jake Elliott.
0: So the real uh, biggest dub is going to go to?
1: Tony Romo again. Is that what you're going to do? Because he's my only dub honorable mention. It's hard to find dubs. I, I got to be honest with you guys. Finding people that win. That just really have a really good week is tough. Finding the people who just have a god awful week is one of the easiest things ever. I mean, everybody's having a bad week. Everywhere I turn, L, 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 L. Hey, you, no know, who, dubs. you know who? No dubs.
0: You know who did have a dub? Me. The Dallas Cowboys, baby. Oh, freaking barely. The biggest dub of the week. The Dallas Should've Cowboys. Should
1: have
0: lost to the 28 to to 7 winners yeah. in yeah. Arizona.
1: Suck it, Philly. Gosh, you are just so lucky. You're so lucky. I mean, how close was this to being another sad morning Tuesday afternoon for old Walchick and the Cowboys? You played 60 minutes,
0: Chief. The fact that there was 20 that were bad and 40 that were good, I'll take that.
1: I think there was 15 it that was were good. It
0: was a two-score victory. There's no saying, hey, shouldn't have lost the game. They dominated the fourth quarter. The money quarter.
1: Don't give me that baloney. I'm giving it to you, man. You know what? I'm you were sh- literally sweating bricks. You crapped your pants three times in the first half. And now you're coming out talking about domination. Go Cowboys. Okay. Super Bowl champions.
0: All right. Now you've really pushed me to the brink. No split seats podcast. Zach Wilchuk, Eric Follow, producer Babb. I'm moving some stuff around. We're switching around segments. Because oh, really? Right now, Look at
1: you putting your foot oh, down. I'm
0: putting the foot down. We're going to talk a little bit more of the National Football League and what happened this weekend. Well, folks, I don't know if you remember, but towards the end of last week's show, episode 31, Football Yoda was out and about, and he started to make the proclamation.
1: Prancing around like a little bitch.
0: That Eric's Dolphins were going to lose to the Jeets. Now... When you look across and I have to see Eric's puppy dog eyes, I just couldn't bring myself to break the news to him that his Dolphins suck and they were going to lose that Sunday at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's a rivalry, man. So I went ahead and I embraced the song for the sake of the segment. And it was great. I thought it sounded good. So you lied to me. I lied to you. My heart told me that they were going to lose. How does that feel, huh? How does it feel, buddy? It doesn't feel good How, at you all. You got dominated by one of the worst teams in the league.
1: Listen, I Let's had Let's talk about that. Okay, my Sunday sucked, and I'm not going to sit here and act like we dominated for any portion of the game. We blew. The color was awful, our offensive line was terrible. It looked worse than the Cowboys did, but not by much. What? And we got smoked. The Cowboys won the game. We couldn't run the ball. They were never down for more than 7 points. We couldn't protect the quarterback. And we couldn't stop Josh McCown and Jermaine Kearse and Austin Safarian Jenkins. I mean, there's no reason to even mention this team. We were terrible, and and, and that's it. Our season is is, is done. I know for really, a fact we are done. going to be a four-win team. Josh that McCown, is going to be it. I Josh said McCown was five and 11. 18
2: of 23 for 249 yards and a touchdown.
1: He looked like perfection. He looked like Tom Brady on his best day. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. What are you going to do when you actually so play thanks. Brady?
0: So thanks. How are the Dolphins going to do against New England?
1: Mike Hull is going to get smoked by Rex Burkhead. That's what's going to happen. Who is Mike Hull? Exactly. Penn State linebacker? Actually, we just reinstated uh, Lawrence Timmons. How, how funny is that? We're like, we're going to we're gonna suspend you indefinitely. We go one game of god-awful linebacker play. Josh McCown carving us up. Uh, all right, Lawrence. All right, Lawrence. You've served enough. Indefinitely meant one week. Get your, get your butt back in here. Uh, we need you. We need you. We need you. So the season's not looking good. Uh, The season is incredibly bleak. The The sky sky is falling. It's not even that it's falling. It's fallen. So you're not feeling good about The sky is the floor. The the roof is no longer the ceiling. The sky is the floor.
0: Jarvis Landry.
1: Garbage. Nothing. Dropping everything. Really, it's over. Ajayi's the only guy that's respectable. Cameron Wake is for about 50% of the time. But Ajayi had nowhere to run. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to hide. Jets were just smothering. So let's just move on. I mean, can we can, I mean, can we just move on? Yeah. I, there's no need to even talk about it.
0: I understand. We suck. You already mentioned the debacle in, in London. The Jaguars roasting the Ravens. A game that we kind of joked about turned out to be pretty damn good on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. Those the Rams the holding uh, on. Wow. Yeah, the, the Rams holding on and beating the 49ers. But what are you thinking about the L.A. Rams right now? This is a team that the Cowboys have up next.
1: I'm going to see them up close and personal. So I'm excited. I think McVeigh has done a pretty nice job. They've put up like 40 points, I'm pretty sure, like in every single game. I think two out of the three. Okay. Gurley looks really good. They finally got themselves a respectable offensive line, a respectable left tackle. Andrew Wetworth. And, and Aaron Donald missing him. Aaron Donald, you want to talk about just eating people? Aaron Donald is a mother bleeper man I cannot wait to see that matchup with him and and Martin him and Frederick Mm -hmm. man he is an absolute stud so I I haven't watched him enough to really know but they're exciting they're clearly a much better team Jeff Fisher what an indictment on you dude you didn't score 40 points in like the entire time you were coaching the Rams they've they've dropped 40 twice in three games Jeff Fisher who are you where are you not Doesn't in matter. football. He's not, not coaching. In football. Far, far away. You couldn't be further away. Sean McVay's 32 years old, and he's dominating with this Jared Goff and crew. I'm happy to see Gurley do well. I think people were doubting him. People were hating on him last year. And I'm like, dude, how do you expect anybody to run the ball? It's just like a Ajayi this Sunday. It's not well, his fault he couldn't run. The offensive line's terrible. He's finally got a respectable offensive line. Sammy Watkins was a surprise to me. Sammy
0: has always had the talent. I loved him coming out of Clemson, but I didn't know... Healthy. How well he, he can't stay healthy, but I didn't. I thought that it was going to be a little early for him to really have a rapport with Goff, to get used to that offense, but credit McVay again there. Getting Sammy Watkins involved, he had a great game, and Jared Goff, he looked like the number one overall pick. He was great out of the pocket. We talked about that success on the play-action bootleg. Goff was on the money.
1: I've actually already got a, a QB Bible sneak peek for the 2018. Uh, Kian Fahey is kind of updating it throughout the season he had something posted about Goff in his first three games. He's been super accurate in the short stuff and he's actually been pretty accurate in the deep balls, the 21 and up balls. It's that 10 to, to 19 mark where he struggles. So that intermediate passing game, he's been he's been incredibly inaccurate. That's where we're talking about Goff. And I think that bodes well for Dallas this week because Dallas you saw him get carved up a little bit in that intermediate passing game with Arizona last night. I think that's helpful for them if they're going up against golf and he's been pretty inaccurate in that 10 to 19 yard range. It's interesting. He's been pretty well deep and he's been really good in uh very, very close within like five yards, even five to nine yards. But that 10 to 19 golf has been pretty inaccurate. That's just a little he and Fahey QB Pible tidbit. A quarterback
0: who had been eh, somewhat inaccurate and another quarterback in Trevor Simeon who carved up the Cowboys, man, Emmanuel Sanders Great game over the middle. But Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback that you like and I also like at home, defeated those Denver Broncos that looked like a Super Bowl champion a week ago. Well, did you see
1: how that played out? It's all because uh, the, uh, Von Miller's playing a little gotcha with, with after he sacked or after He didn't even sack him. He just knocked him down. He knocks over Tyrod Taylor, and then he acts like he's going to help him up, and then he gives him kind of like the ooh, too slow, pulls his hand back. They throw the flag. Next thing you know, Bills are in field goal range, game one in field goal. I mean, it was no Jake Elliott, but it was a ridiculous it was a flag. Hell of a kick.
0: It was unbelievable that flag even happened. You can see Tyrod Taylor laughing. He's in on the joke. He understands. It's yes. Fine. And the ref's like, no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Unspoken
1: flag. Ridiculous. Bills win.
0: Mentioned uh, last week that the Carolina Panthers were the worst 2 0 team in the league. They got destroyed by the New Orleans Saints, who were winless coming
1: in. Are you concerned about Cam Newton and his ability to be a quarterback this year? I am definitely concerned about him. Just doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look – I mean, he's never been great in the pocket, and now if you take away some of that athleticism, being that he is unhealthy, he doesn't have a good offensive line, so I'll I'll definitely give him that. But he also is is not great at reading pre-snap. I see plenty of times that he's got guys blitzing off the edge. He's got a quick hot route, boom, hit him, let's move doesn't happen he takes the sack and it's like cam you got to be smarter than that it's similar to andy dalton tony romo sees the blitz and starting quarterback in the nfl should see the blitz get rid of the football and cam newton's taking the sack so he's not getting a whole lot of help from that offensive line but he's also not doing himself any favors he, he, he's not a great quarterback from within the pocket and if he if he's not going to run i mean that's why he was the mvp is because his threat of running was so astronomically high that it helped him in the pocket
0: his pocket passing was phenomenal that year, though they were throwing deep balls left and right. Yeah, they, he looks like a shell of himself. He just doesn't look like the same player, and he looks timid. Yeah. He looks a little bit scared to take a hit. I'm concerned about Cam too. You mentioned what happened a little bit in that uh, Bears Steelers game. Bears did pull it out, but I want to go to overtime. Tariq Cohen, show favorite here, five foot six running back from NC State, North Jewish. Carolina. Aaron
1: T. Yes,
0: very Jewish. very Jewish running back, Tariq Cohen. Cohen.
1: He's your boy. Oh, you guys have a big weekend Yeah, we had a
0: big weekend. Uh, I started on his—he started on my fantasy team. I started on his Jewish League team. You have
1: your uh, holiday coming up this weekend. It's Yom
0: Kippur this weekend. It's not one to remember. Let's not bring it up. I'm not excited. Yeah, you get
1: to go all day without eating on Saturday. It's a
0: day of fast and atonement. So, Eric, I want to let you know I apologize if—
1: there's anything I've done this past year to offend you at all. I appreciate that. Well, you just offended me a few minutes ago by revoking my biggest dub of the week, Jake Elliott. I apologize You've for that. offended me incredibly for that, and I will consider forgiving you. Bab, same to you. He's probably got an endless amount of things.
0: But in overtime, Tariq Cohen racks off a 73-yard touchdown run, seemingly ends it. I've got him starting in my flex position in a league where I'm desperate for a, for a win in fantasy football. They call it back because Tariq Cohen stepped out of bounds. Now, have you seen this replay?
1: Uh, I watched it live, but I don't remember the replay. I I don't remember an up-close and personal replay view.
0: To me, there is an angle from the sideline view where you see some green grass. Here
1: comes the Jewish bias. Go ahead. Let it
0: ride. Let it rip. Out of bounds. And in balance, I think he was in. I don't think there was indisputable video evidence. Over your hair, that your hair is
1: literally starting to fro. At, you're, you're like Pinocchio as he lies. His his nose grows as you you use your Jewish bias. Your your hair just starts to fro. As I don't you speak. know why it's, it's literally be happening right now. Anything to do with
0: Jewish bias at all, Cohen. But Tariq Cohen got his little booty in the end zone, and that cost me ten points. At least Jordan Howard did seal the deal. And the Bears did win that game. Otherwise,
1: Marcus Cooper, you son of a gun. You were getting that biggest L. You should have gotten it anyway. gosh.
0: Probably the weirdest game, though, of the afternoon. The way that that Lions-Falcons game finished. Quick slant. Golden Tate catches it. Matthew Stafford, again, trying to bring the Lions back. And Golden Tate ruled a touchdown. Got the ball over the goal line. Then they review it and say no touchdown. And because the play happens... In this amount of time, it is unrealistic they would have been able to line up and get the ball snapped in this a lot of amount of time. Therefore, there's a 10 second runoff. Ball game over. Falcons Falcons win, on Falcons
1: win. 30 to 26. What did you think of that whole ending, dude? That whole ending was insane. I thought Golden Tate just scored. Game over. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, red zone's telling me never mind. So uh, I just went with it. I couldn't have cared less. But... I think that rule is terrible. Well, They need to get that rule out. Well, wh- what's what's the problem with it? I mean, it's, it's Why? not like they're Why wrong. do you have a 10-second
0: runoff? Apparently, the Lions came out and said, actually, it is very possible. Last year, in a similar situation, they got up to the line of scrimmage, got the ball hiked within six seconds. How are you telling me? No, there's no way they could have so, lined up within so, 12 seconds. So what did you want? Clocks at zero, one final play? Yeah, I think they should have been given a final play.
1: All right, whatever, man. Let's I have mean,
0: some kind of
1: actual definitive ending to this game. It doesn't change the fact that it doesn't matter. We we know both teams are pretty good. Those are, like, two of the only teams we even know are, like, that good. I guess New England, just because they're New England. But, like, who else is even good? I don't even know. I can't even think of a team.
0: You really think the Lions are good because preseason, you were you were anti-Detroit.
1: I was anti-Detroit, but now I'm watching them, and I'm like, dude, what's not to like? Is Stafford's actually yeah. playing well. They're strapping bunch. He... <laughs> Stafford's playing. He's earning that contract, man.
0: Vikings looked pretty darn good. They ripped. All By the way, best uniforms Tampa. in
1: football. Can we, can we all agree? I mean, really? Is there anything more appeasing to watch than that beautiful flat purple that they have? It's so slick. It's so clean. They're not trying too hard. It's just purple. It's the little Viking thing on the side, and they look smooth. And they got a bunch of sexy dudes too, like in uniform. Anthony Barr. Looks like one of the sexiest people ever.
0: Dalvin Cook's looking really good. Dalvin Cook looks incredibly sexy. sexy.
1: Player Diggs is killing it. Bradford's not even playing. They got Case Keenum running the show, and they're still getting victories. I actually, now that I say it, those are three teams that I know are good: Atlanta, Detroit,
0: and these guys. You brought up the Patriots. Football Yoda, his predictions: Patriots, Titans, locks, and then I said the Dolphins would win. Mistake. Football Yoda said the Dolphins would
1: win, even though he knew the truth. I just don't understand why you're lying to my face like that. I, I mean, listen, don't, I like pit, you don't too much. piss on my face like and you, tell me all right? it's, it's I don't raining. want. I
0: want to give you hope for Sunday. I know how big of a day that is. Yeah. And why spoil the show for you? Why just rip your heart? I'm not even going to go touch a Dolphins game the rest of the year because that was too difficult for me to do.
1: Thank you. And you, obviously, you're jinxed us. So thanks,
0: Football Yoda. <laughs> okay. I thought that I I might have, because the Patriots, credit Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson looked really good. Houston fought and clawed their way. They always play New England tough for the most part. Bill
1: O'Brien, you sackless freaking. I mean, are we all watching this game going, it's fourth and half a yard. There's two minutes left. If you get the first down, the game is over. You settle for three. Brady is going to win. We all know it. Bill O'Brien, you coached Brady. You know better than anybody else. And him and his butt chin are standing there on the sideline. uh,
0: What's wrong with butt chins? If I were
1: to shave this beard, trust me, the butt chin's out. Boy, you you have a nice butt. Thank you. Bill O'Brien's is not nice. It's disgusting. And he sends his kicking team out there, and they all know it. The kicker's like, dude, I'm going to make this field goal, and we're going to lose the game. Thanks, Bill. Deshaun Watson looked pretty good, though, man. And the Texans, that's what I'm saying. What a surprise. All these things, you have the Steelers losing, you got... New England almost losing. You got Dallas almost losing as much as you want to talk about dominance. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The NFL is just insane.
0: 11-point well, win, but okay. NFL is insane. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Holchuk, chief follow. producer Bab. I do want to talk about, though, the Raiders losing, which was very surprising to me over the Redskins. see uh, Yoda. Seen- I didn't think, yeah, NFC, what what the hell happened
1: there? I was not expecting Kirk Cousins and company to do anything good. I'm not a fan of his, but the pass rush, I had no idea that the Redskins and Ryan Kerrigan and, and whoever else they have on their defensive line was so good. I mean, they were rushing four and getting back there every single time. I thought Oakland actually had a good offensive line. Turns out I didn't know that either. Just a lot of things that I thought I knew that I didn't know, man. It was kind of one of those sad. That weekends was a fluky I'm like, Man, I'm actually really dumber than I thought.
0: I don't think that that game was. It was just a weird. And I don't Garrett think Car was smart. off. Uh, the Redskins' defense just played out of their minds. I don't know that they're really that good. Mm-mm. Michael Crabtree got hurt. Well, your or listen, dude, your pass rush, their game, pass but rush is Nonexistent. That's
1: what I'm saying. The defense really surprised me. They really, really shut them down. Offenses,
0: they should have had a shutout if it weren't for the turnovers that put Oakland on short fields. Literally. Inside the Washington red zone.
1: Yep. So that, that was a surprise to me. If I'm Dallas, I don't know how I'm feeling. I just think I think the whole league is inconsistent. Before we so you don't yeah, know what you're gonna no, get it's, week it's, to week. You don't know what you're gonna get from anybody. League. Let's be
0: real here. There's the gap between the worst team in football and the best team in football is not that big.
1: You got the Dolphins losing to the damn Jets. Who would have thunk it? And just bad fashion, too. wasn't even close. Ugh, stop talking about it.
0: I think we got to give some love, though, uh, before we wrap this week three recap, to the new face of the Kansas City Chiefs, Kareem Hunt. Really the new face of fantasy football fans. He's already leaped alive. Tyreek Hill.
1: He's already jumped him. Bye-bye, bye Travis Kelsey.
0: How, he's the only player, I think, in NFL history to have a 50-plus-yard touchdown run. In his opening
1: three games. This is why the NFL draft and stuff is so funny, because you got this guy from Toledo, so no one cares about him. He's like a mid round grade, mid round pick. And he ends up being the best damn guy so far in the draft. It's like the best rookie that's been that's been here. What a stud.
0: What a stud. Shades of Larry Johnson mixed with priest Holmes. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's like they had a baby and they produced dream Hunt. Gosh, what a beautiful baby that was. <laughs> Chiefs fans are thanking the Lord Sweet of the baby Football Kareem. Gods right now because dream hunt has saved the freaking day for chiefs nation and they are undefeated at three no that's another team i think the chiefs are pretty good the chiefs are pretty good you're right
1: then that was a team that i was kind of hating on i thought they just got rid of a lot of guys this year i didn't think they were going to do much i thought mahomes and the mahome crew was going to be starting by week eight and that's just not going to happen Mahomes, take a seat smith is playing decent that's our nfl
0: week three review Here on the Nosebleed Seats, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We are going to now step aside, take our quick break. We'll be back, and we'll look ahead at uh, some of the stories that are going to happen in weird with Wolchuk, guys. Um, Poop. I think that's really all I need to say.
1: Really? I'm intrigued. Let's get there. Let's get
0: there. We'll be back. It's the Nosebleed Seats hello i'm robert of the diamond broker over the past 30 years many jewelry stores have come and gone but we are still here we are dallas's original diamond broker and our a rating with a better business bo and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart the diamond broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds engagement rings and special occasion jewelry We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is
1: the most respected wholesale broker, because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service. No gimmicks
0: and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special
1: occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas original Diamond Broker at Preston & Forest in Dallas are on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com.
2: Hey, guys. This is Chris Sly, the fantasy guy from the Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m.
1: Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with socks. With WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and tattoos. Because I
0: don't give a damn. This is a morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't other shows. They
3: don't censor us.
0: They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit.
1: We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on it. That's cool. Yeah. Real cool, bro. Yeah, real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. Look at my teeth. You know it. I mean. Looks like I fight with crap But I don't. I fight sports fans. I believe LeBron James the greatest. Me, bro. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. This is the morning rant. This is WBLZ Sports. You're a real sports fan. This
2: is where you're supposed to be. You're a cupcake, and cane world. This ain't where you're supposed to be. No Caden to I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Every day, just like if you're a cupcake, come around. Oh, this is the morning rant WDLZSports.com. I'm the coach, my favorite. You want real sports dogs? That's where you come. <laughs> <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Webb from the 8-Bit Bros, and I got to tell you: whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173.
0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the Doping Sports Show on Radio the Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest Sports Show on radio with your boy E-Glaze and Macy Heard right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls.
2: Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking UGG? we'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special we've got balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361.
0: Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, Producer Bab. It is now that time of the show.
1: I'm tingling, man.
0: Where we get weird with Wolchuk, baby. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get
2: weird. That's weird, man. Time
0: to get weird with Wolchuk, baby. Weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Walt, you has to take a shit right now.
1: <laughs> He's literally clinching. Watch how weird. bad do you have to crap your pants right down a scale of 1 to 50?
0: 1 to 50, solid 40.
1: Solid 40. Hopefully you're literally. Solid. I can see you clinching right there, and this is no joke. I mean, I know you said it was going to be a poopy segment, and I think you weren't even talking about the fact that you are about to crap your pants.
0: I might very well shark. If I were to fart... It would be a little bit of something. Possibly, but we're going to just overlook that. It's hard to. We'll get to the poop in a moment. It's Let's Get Weird with Walchuk, episode 32 edition. I do indeed have a poop story. But we'll get to the poop in just a bit. All right. I'm going to lead into it with stories that I think might not be quite
1: as good. Not quite as shitty? This
0: one's just weird and honestly kind of rude. But anytime... Have you ever
1: worked with an ex... Uh, no, friend, I, I don't boyfriend speaking of poo. I don't poo where I eat. Okay, if that makes sense. I don't I don't get involved with co-workers I don't I don't mix work with pleasure. Have you had friends That have done family this? that has done that. Uh, yeah, I know people that have done that for sure did Actually, it, the one mistake I did make was dating a girl and then uh, we we kind of did a similar class schedule So we had a couple classes together that semester and then we, I ended up kind of ending things with her by the end of the semester, but we still had the classes together. So uh, that was kind of a rookie mistake for me, but never done the old worky work thingy thing.
0: Well, this is a an extreme case of that. Apparently there is a workplace advice blog called Ask a Manager where people submit their problems, questions, and concerns relating to their job in the hope that a manager will help them out with some suggestions. Ah, resourceful. Very. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. Good to get some advice. Last month, a letter writer submitted a story that involved him ghosting, which is now a common term where you just stop talking to somebody out of the blue. No explanation why. I've been
1: known to be a perpetual ghoster. You're a ghoster. Yeah.
0: Okay. Not proud of it, Walter. So this guy ghosted an ex-girlfriend named Sylvia. Silly. He left the country. And then found out 10 years later that she would be his new boss. Wow. So the letter goes on to incredulously describe how Sylvia tracked him down after the ghosting.
1: Like a little roll reverse. And that there. now
0: the relationship is quote unquote forgotten
1: history. Yeah, you never forget. People don't forget.
0: Exactly. So when you hear someone ghosted someone, you immediately think like, oh, I hope that person never sees me again,
1: right? Well, that's usually the thing. Yeah, you're like, "I'm." we're just—you're obviously in—you know your relationship well enough to know that you're not going to cross paths at the grocery store. You're not going to cross paths with mutual friends. You're done. You drop it. You let it go, and you just forget about it. You move on.
0: Typically, though, when you ghost somebody— and you seem like you're a professional ghoster. No question. It was early on, right? Like how how long had you been talking? Yeah, to yeah these you're people? not
1: like, yeah, it's not like you're dating someone for six months and then next thing you know, that you just never talk to them again.
0: How about three years and you live with the person for two?
1: What?
0: That's what this dude did to Sylvia. Wait, so
1: did he just pack up and leave this They unannounced? Had dated for three years, they'd lived together
0: for two, and one day he packs up unannounced, leaves the country, and ghosts her.
1: That is the most that is—he that is, is a professional. I, I was going to claim being a professional ghoster. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. And now
0: he's back in the States. He's teaching, and it's 10 years later, and all of a sudden— One of the new people that's going to be like a a, a director for the school is this (laughs) Sylvia woman.
1: Oh, my God, man.
0: And he finds out, and now he's writing on this site, and everybody's not even caring about helping him. They're basically chewing him out for, dude, you're an
1: asshole. Dude, there's no way you could have ever planned for that. I mean, this is a decade later. This guy did it. He did exactly. I mean, he was textbook. He up and left. She didn't know what happened. She didn't know where he went. What happened? It's 10 years later. We haven't talked. Next thing you know, we're working together. Not only that, I'm working for you. This guy gets the biggest L, man.
2: Would you say she's a ghost ghostbuster? Oh, <laughs> look at
1: you, Bab, coming in strong hey, with the yeah, voice hey and whatnot. Yeah. I think we deserve to throw some
0: credit to Taylor Phillips, our in studio guest there. Yeah, I think he
1: may have lobbed He's pretty that quick one out with, to the, him. with
0: the one, But good delivery by Bab, nonetheless. Thanks, he came,
1: Taylor. He came in strong in the paint. Appreciate it, that Taylor. That was a good
0: lob there and a hell of a finish. Team effort, boys. Yeah,
1: honestly, Bab, that was a hell of a, an oop there.
0: So the advice that the person that writes this blog did give to the guy was look, you should just reach out to her, say you're sorry. And see if maybe there's a way that we can resolve this without...
1: Via your work email. It being terrible.
0: So they do this, they meet up, and they meet up with uh, a chair of the board who basically... They're not able to come up with a ton of answers, and the guy ends up just resigning. So screw this, I'm leaving... I'm just going to substitute teach for a year. So they
1: made it an ordeal. They couldn't just, just swallow the bullet. Did she make it a thing? Who, did he make it a thing or did she make it a thing?
0: The board pretty much said, look, it's easier to replace a teacher.
1: Than a director. Than a director of the board, yeah. Who needs teachers
0: anyways. So if this is going to be an issue, your ass is grass. And he just said, all right, well, this seems like it might be kind of awkward. I'm going to leave.
1: Man. I mean, like I said, you could have just never predicted that. I mean, that's a one-in-a-million-ghost situation. I still think this guy, he's obviously done this before, and that's why he was taken so off guard because he's like, wow, I do this all the time, and this has never happened. So I get it. Listen, not only did he ghost the girl, but they ended up ghosting the job. I mean, he's the true ghoster. Next on Weird with Wolchuk,
0: we go to a Longhorn Steakhouse. Have you ever been to a Longhorn Steakhouse?
1: I have been one time. It was in Florida. I don't recall why I went there. Uh, or how good it was. So... Not the one in Fredericksburg, though. You stayed away from that one. Stayed away from the... I have been to Freder- Fredericksburg, though. How was I, it? I have been there. You like it there? No. Okay.
0: Well, a... Uh, Not for me. Not for me. A woman goes in to eat at a Longhorn Steakhouse with the family, and she ends up getting bitten by a freaking copperhead snake.
1: Wow. And
0: I've got the audio to prove it, Bab. This is going to be
1: cut number two. Was it in her food? Like, she get bit in the face? She'll explain it to you. It's rather. She can still talk? If she can still talk, then she didn't get bit in the face.
3: Not the face. So everything's swollen. Her left foot puffy. (laughs) Because of her. Purple. What a great lead in. Wincing through the pain. So everything's swollen. (laughs) Her left foot puffy. Because of her. Purple and And bruised. It was black like my toes. Black and purple like that. Rachel Myrick stands hobbled above the restaurant off I-95 just south of Fredericksburg, where a copperhead snake. Bit her foot three times. I got snake. They got steak. Myrick went to and Longhorn Steakhouse on Tuesday, September 12th, for dinner with family. As she walked toward a second set of doors inside the restaurant, she felt something sting her foot. initially it felt like I was stung by a BEER or a hornet or something. By the time she realized what bit her, the snake bit her two more times. She says the pain was excruciating. I reached down and grabbed my foot because of the amount of pain. And under my fingers, felt it wiggle. Her boyfriend and 13 year old son stomped on the snake to kill it. He's like, that's a copperhead. We need to call 911. Myrick spent the next five and a half days in the hospital receiving anti venom, Benadryl, and anti nausea medicines. Her entire leg ended up bruised and swollen. The nausea was horrible, the itching was uncontrollable. The recovery process will take three months. And at this point, this very active single mom says she's just trying to stay positive but it feels like her life was stolen from her i'm doing nothing now like i literally went from 100 miles an hour controlled in my planner very type a very scheduled in the planner schedule
1: 100 miles an hour but controlled
0: very controlled i was a tornado but i was a calm tornado
1: now she said she had stinging and a lot of itching now you can well you can relate relate to the itching
0: well dr michaels told me not to talk about that oh that's right to, no you're right herpes is uncurable eric and it's something i'll have to live with for the rest of my life
1: listen i shouldn't have brought it up that's on me
0: not something that i actually really have for people that listen to it's the
1: show So
3: everything's They're... swollen
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the best lead-in <laughs> ever dude i'm so thankful for that
0: but how terrible is that you're just walking into a restaurant all and of a what? sudden you just get bitten three times by a copperhead snake and then next thing you it's so
1: know everything's
0: swollen sw- and you look at the pictures of this it's gross it's nasty.
1: Man. Poor girl. What'd she say? She went for steaks. She ended up got she ended up getting snakes. They
0: got steak.
1: She got snake. Boom. Snake's on a date.
3: So everything's swollen.
1: Just amazing.
0: It's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible situation. Longhorn Steakhouse in a statement said staff is looking into how this happened. And they are taking steps to preventing it from repeating. Well, thank
1: God. Usually we have that thing caged up. I don't know how he got out. Oh,
0: geez. Get some pest control or something Must have been there. some
1: oversight. We Good won't let it happen God. again. He's usually he's usually really nice to strangers. He must have been wearing a weird color or something. Very weird. That's why it's a weird segment. He usually just licks. He, he's usually just, just a, a licker. licker. He's not really a biter. I don't know what got into our copperhead.
0: An animal that does lick. I mm-hmm. doubt we love dogs I know you are you don't like animals But you love dogs
1: Yeah I mean it's I just don't want to live with them That's all I respect you for Here's having your dog I just, I just don't want them Necessarily living with me That's all Taylor agrees He co-signs I appreciate that Love dogs
0: And this is a very special dog That we're going to talk about here From New York And this dog Has an ex, uh, an obsession with money Very rare do you find a dog That even knows What the heck to do Greedy dog With some money but apparently this dog, owned by Casey Cook
1: from New York... I had a teacher named Casey Cook. She was actually one of my
0: favorites. ...says her little puppy used to have all of her bags, including money, and instead of chasing her around the house, they would bribe the dog with treats so when she had money in her mouth, we didn't want her to eat it. So they'd go, here, Holly, which is the dog's name, take the treat and give the money back. So was, they'd do like a little trade-off. The dog would give back the little money that she'd stolen from the purse, and they'd give her a treat as, like, a reward. That's
1: incredible,
0: So now this dog... Should have used it to their advantage. Oh, yeah, they should have. But the dog now does this with money for everything. It knows, hey, money is valuable. It's now correlated. If I bring money, I can get something in return. So poor little Holly here has a little piggy bank that they've given her of dollar bills, and she will, every day or every night, whenever it's time for her treat... She'll come over, she'll have a dollar bill in her mouth, they'll give her the treat, they'll take the dollar bill, and she even does it at the dinner table. If they're having something for dinner that they like, she'll go get one of her dollar bills, she'll sit there with her little puppy dog eyes, look up, and say, hey,
1: here I am. That is brilliant. What can I get for this? You can literally blame your dog for stealing other people's, like, you could set up an entire systematic stealing situation. You're
0: going very dark with this.
1: I just think that's that's the smartest thing to do. And like, oh, my gosh, my dog. I mean, the dog's my died. dog. So sorry. Just took a 100 bucks out of your wallet? I'm sorry. What? That's bizarre. She didn't take any of the ones. She went right for the hundreds. I have Are no idea where she learned my dog? that. Are
0: you accusing my dog right now of theft?
1: She, I, she won't even sit when I tell
0: her to. And now to the meat of the weird. I'm sure some of you have heard this story. It's something that happened last week, but it was all over the place, so I wanted to wait
1: to go with it. Wait till you hear everybody there, else figure out how you want to correlate your well, own story. Ours
0: will always be the best. Sure. But Guaranteed. There was a follow-up to the story, so it allows me to do this. Have you guys heard of the Mad Pooper?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: For those oh, of yeah. you that have not heard of the Mad Pooper, I have audio to explain to you the situation that is going down in Colorado Springs. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Mad Pooper
3: in Colorado need help finding a woman who was caught defecating on a sidewalk in front of children.
2: Spencer Wilson has more details on this bizarre situation.
3: We call her the mad pooper of <sighs> Pine Creek.
2: <laughs> Kathy Buddy and her family have had enough.
3: And it's not like it's private. People can see you. I mean we're seeing her, so.
2: Pants around ankles, in broad daylight, her kids saw it happen first.
3: They came screaming, you know, you're not gonna believe this. They're like crying. It's like what? And, you're like, there's a lady taking a poop. And so I come outside, it's like, oh, dear goodness. <laughs> and so I was like, are you serious? Are you, are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah, sorry. Kathy says sorry. if that was it,
2: there wouldn't be a problem.
3: And so I thought for sure she's mortified. It was an accident. She'll go get a dog bag, come back, clean it up, you know, and never run here ever again. Um, not the case.
2: Kathy says the runner knows what she's doing and comes with napkins in her pockets.
3: There's a bathroom across the street right here. Um, Our park has porta-potties. There's a gas station right here.
2: She's even working on an embarrassing smear campaign, posting this sign to get her to cut the, well, you know, quick because it's disgusting.
3: I mean, bottom line is it's disgusting.
2: Officers have asked (laughs) Kathy to snap some pictures of the runner and get the word out, hoping she will stop before indecent exposure and public defecation charges.
1: It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society to... Drop your trouser and relieve yourself right there when you know there's people around, especially.
2: I have no words. We got the power washer next time. Kathy says she has had other people come forward saying they've seen the same woman relieve herself outside of Walgreens and in people's yards. Should we carry this (sighs) theme a little bit with this next tease, maybe? Oh, boy. Not quite as disgusting, (laughs) but still.
1: She is ballsier than Bill O'Brien, that's for sure. First of all, I get nervous Listen, if can people we...
0: are around. If I'm even in, like, work. <laughs> yeah, you're the poop work. shy. Yeah, you're well, shy. I'm, I'm very poop shy. I can get pee
1: shy sometimes. Well, you're not shark shy. I don't have control over that. That's for sure. It just kind of happens Listen, sometimes. there's nothing greater than a professional newswoman saying something that is completely outlandish, like mad pooper situation. Can we hear the first five seconds of that again, Bab? Is there any way we can hear the first five seconds of that news...
3: Defecating on a sidewalk in front of children—it's
1: just amazing. You know the kids. She's reading that on a teleprompter. A teleprompter put defecating on a sidewalk in front of children. A professional got paid for typing that. that and you day. really
0: think the children were like that? Old? They're probably laughing their butts off. Like, oh my god, this
1: woman's pooping. <laughs> she was just getting are. them back for the, what they had done earlier <laughs> on her. <walk. laughs> really, the kids. The were kids pooping. are like, mom, don't get mad at her. Just please, just stay out of it. Well, the thing that defecating
3: on a sidewalk
0: in front
1: of children is
0: when all of a sudden. She goes... Scarred
1: for life, those children.
0: She's also been caught pooing in front of a Walgreens. (laughs)
1: Walgreens. It's like, why not... There's
0: a bathroom
1: inside the Walgreens.
2: Did you say she had a bad case of the runs?
0: Oh my god, I'm so happy that you said that. (laughs) Good one, Taylor. Because the whole bit of why I was able to bring this up is we've had now Charmin, the toilet paper brand. Yeah, Charmin. They've Put their hat in the ring in terms of finding the Mad Pooper. They came out with a tweet that said, If the Mad Pooper turns herself in, we'll give her a year's supply of toilet paper to help with her quote unquote brunch runs.
1: Ah, great. So that there was you go. Awesome. Charmin, you guys. You guys should be a comedy show. I don't yeah. know what you're doing making toilet paper. They thought
0: the same thing. She's got the run. She's a runner, and she's pooping out in
1: public. Wait, so this girl is like, she's an alias right now? Like, no one knows no who one exactly knows who she, she is. is? I'm sure somebody's got to know who this she is. This girl, she's honestly, that is more impressive than... It's not like she's running with a mask on. That's Why more impressive she than the guy who goes to the girl. Back to? This girl's actually, I have... Ing- an enormous amount of respect for this she girl. She's your
0: biggest dub of the week. You
1: know? She deserves it. I the mean, Mad she, Pooper. We have, she, we're talking about it. The whole country's talking about it. We got news stories talking about it. And no one knows who she is. She's just going under the name Mad Pooper. I mean, this lady, she, we could be working with her. You could be working next to this lady in your own office. How do you know? She might run in front of the. I mean, this is just amazing. This girl is. Defying this is almost more amazing than Darren Sproles breaking his arm and blowing out his knee in the same play. I mean it's up there in the most impressive things that have happened all week long.
0: And that is this edition of Let's Get Weird with chuck Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. No, it was really weird. It was really weird. A lot Defecating
3: of on a sidewalk in front of children.
1: Lots of weird, lots of poop. Do you still have to poop, by mm-hmm. the way? Still do. Still do. Still there. Hasn't gone away yet? No, nope. hasn't subsided. Mm, subsided to ten. And then mm-hmm. it came roaring back. It usually comes in waves. It's in waves. Yeah.
0: It's coming upon me wave on wave. Tsunami no waves. No doubt about it. Looks
1: like tsunami waves.
0: Absolutely.
1: Jeez, no man. I hate listening, I'm pulling for here. you. Thanks I want so you to make it. I just don't think you will.
0: That's Eric follow? I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside producer Bab. We now shift years and we look back at another eventful weekend in college football that saw South Florida win, Utah win, Alabama win, Clemson win. Oklahoma beat Eric's favorite team, Baylor, and what was a much closer game than I think a lot of people would have thunk in Waco. Sooners winning forty-nine
1: to forty-one. Men in hell. Why is that? The devil himself, Art Briles, used to. He's not there those. anymore. It doesn't matter. Once the devil was has been there, it it's is always there. yes. It is marked as hell, the lake of fire. Their stadium should be renamed the lake of fire, the field of fire. The field of fire. I'm glad they lost
0: a game that I didn't think would be close, but was
1: Penn Satan State field at
2: McLean Stadium. Ooh, yes. ooh, ooh I like know. that.
1: Bab coming in strong. Was finally, that another text finally from- <laughs> you got something not from Taylor. Bab giving us original material there for the first time in weeks.
0: Penn State goes to Iowa, and they need a last-second miraculous touchdown.
1: Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. The dude is a freaking stud, man. He's got to be the Heisman favorite right he, now. Not only is he the Heisman favorite, he's the number one overall pick favorite. Sammy D. Really? Slide out of the way, friend. The best player in college football is Saquon Barkley. I haven't seen much like him. We've seen Zeke Elliott. He's been dominant. We've seen Todd, Todd Gurley. He's been dominant. Saquon Barkley is the badass of all badasses at the running back position in the last 10 years.
0: 211 yards and a touchdown on the ground. 12 catches. For 94 yards. The The dude dude,
1: averages like, I'm pretty sure he's averaging like nine yards a carry for the season. Yeah, he's insane. He's phenomenal. He's built like a truck. His thighs are unbelievable thighs. Just some of the the sexiest thighs you've ever seen, and he's fast as lightning. He looks incredibly strong, and he moves so, so well. He does it all. I mean, the only thing he doesn't do better than Zeke is probably pass protect, but everything else, uh, give me Saquon.
0: The upset of the weekend, TCU going to Stillwater and not just beating Oklahoma State, but they really manhandled.
1: They embarrassed them.
0: Oklahoma State, they did. In Stillwater, which I thought was shocking. I expected the Pokes to come out, take care of business. I was very, very high on Oklahoma State. Oh, they had a chance to make the playoff. Football Yoda struggling again. Yeah, TCU, with they do have an athletic defense this year. Their defense is finally back to what set those TCU teams apart when they were able to win a Rose Bowl, when they were able to beat Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl, and they were one of the top four teams in college football. They're there again, and we will see what TCU can do. But I was surprised at how dominant they were in that victory. But the game that I did call NC State upsetting the Seminoles of Florida State. Florida State started a wide receiver. Whoever that dude is, James Blackman... That yeah. started for them at quarterback. He can throw he, it. He's a wide receiver, man. He's 185 pounds and he's 6'5". The dude is a wide receiver that they have decided, okay, he's an athlete. We'll put him at quarterback.
1: I think he's actually going to be a pretty good quarterback. Well, I listen, couldn't it's his disagree first start. more. It's his first oh, start, Oh, my man. God. Get out yeah, of here, I saw dude. him throw a, no. a lot of good balls. Now, I no. want them. I'm pissed they lost, believe it or not, even though I'm a Miami fan, because I need them to be as highly ranked as possible when Miami Plays them in two weeks. Now they're not even ranked. So if Miami beats them, it's not even going to be that big of a deal.
0: Miami taking care of Toledo 52 to 30. Mark
1: Walton, second best running back in the nation behind Saquon Barkley. Mark Walton is a badass. You've probably never heard of him. We'll get familiar. That dude's a stud. Second best running back coming out in the draft
0: run tough huh they're there Miami what are they run first team now with this kid
1: yeah well we have to only be a had 11 team. carries but he had 200 freaking yards he was at one point he was averaging 21 yards a carry this is like every time he touched the ball it was 40 50 80. it was it was fantastic to watch love me some Mark Walton the close games of the weekend Florida
0: barely coming out of Kentucky with a victory Kentucky losing on a game-winning field goal attempt, his time expired. Arizona State defeated the Ducks at home. So now you've got your new rankings that have come out. Ooh, give them we to me, baby. We love the rankings.
1: Waltz, I mean, this is Waltz's favorite time of the week. When the rankings come out, he, he's been staying up all night. He's been he's been putting his own Yoda rankings together, trying to predict it, trying to get it exactly right because it matters so, so much. It's week three of college football. Of course it matters.
0: does matter because, like you said, it's relevant as to where teams are ranked when you beat them. You just made the comment that it's upsetting now that Florida State lost because they're unranked, so their win, if the Canes get it, over Florida State does not mean as much. Why is that? Because they're not ranked, Eric. That's why the rankings mean something. Preach it. Alabama still number one, no surprise. Your top four are as they should be. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Penn State, USC at 5 and they've been kind of up and down. You had the Texas game, which I didn't think would be close. You had the Cal game this past weekend. They won by 10. They've played teams a lot closer than you'd expect the Trojans to, but they're still winning. Washington quietly hanging around at 6. This is a team last year that cracked the top 4. They finished at 4th They've got their quarterback, Browning, back. He's another year older, another year wiser. Under Coach Chris Peterson, that is a team to keep an eye on. Michigan, ultimately, I don't think is a threat because they don't have a quarterback. Georgia... Yeah, spike. Georgia is the biggest jump in the polls here, along with TCU. TCU is at 9 in the AP. They're at 11 in the coaches poll, but Georgia is now leapfrogged from 11 into the top 10. They're at 7 in the AP. They're at 8 in the coaches, and your canes are hanging out right around the 13-14 spot in both polls. How do you feel about that?
1: Listen, I'm just glad we're ranked, All right, Listen, the last 12 years, it just feels good to have us ranked, and it's usually by week 7 or 8 in the season we become unranked. So let's just see how long we can remain in the top 25.
0: Florida State still ranked at 25 in the coaches poll but they're out of it in the AP and ultimately that's what most people do go by until the playoff rankings come out.
1: And but, then all of this is different. And then all of this doesn't matter at all cuz it never did. No, it does. It definitely
0: goes into play when the playoff committee makes their rankings because they're thinking about how have these teams been ranked. All year long, who beat who, what was the ranking when they beat who, but, and it all plays a
1: factor. But we're going to so put the four in there what we want.
0: Eh, it usually ends up being the correct four for the most part. Last year definitely was.
1: It was easier last year.
0: It was easier last year. Teams weren't as good. I think this year you're going to end up having a similar situation. Maybe the fifth team out will have a gripe, but we'll see. If Oklahoma goes undefeated, they're in. If TCU goes undefeated, they're in. There will be a Big 12 team if they go on to, you know what's
1: interesting is if Alabama somehow loses a game or two and doesn't get there, there's going to be no SEC team. We always talk about SEC college football, SEC the the range. Georgia, Georgia is hanging so, in there, but you know Georgia historically Georgia always does try to blow it.
0: Yeah, and they will most likely play in the SEC championship game.
1: So I mean, there's a, there's a likely, I don't know if it's likely, but there is a legitimate scenario out there where there's not a single SEC school in the top four playoff,
0: and maybe there's two Big Ten schools.
1: Yeah, you can see that because the Big Ten is actually formidable. And Michigan's not even going to be one of those teams.
0: Michigan's not. We don't think so.
1: But right no, now they're in they the just, top ten. Yeah, but they're not going
0: to be because of Spike. I think Penn State will. I think Penn State's going to get in there, man. I do. I think Penn State's a playoff team this year. Saquon. And I think you're right. It's all Saquon. And he should win the Heisman. And they'll be in the top four. And they'll be pardoning it up. And the Nittany Lions are back, baby. That's a, a school that deserves some, some good things to happen to them, man just been marred in kind of a cloud of grossness yeah saquon barkley's trying to run him right out of that cloud yeah run
1: him out of that nasty sandusky scent that they got is that what's going on oh yeah can we talk some nba
0: you want to talk some nba now
1: well what else is there to talk about in college football any more rankings to talk about Jeez.
0: no and, and you know this is kind of a weaker weekend i think texas might lose again this year this year, uh, yeah, or this week, this week. <laughs> well, they're definitely
1: going to lose. I can guarantee <laughs> you're you. You're right. That. They'll
0: lose again this year, uh, but they might lose again this week at Iowa State. They've had trouble playing at Iowa State. Miami at Duke. You think? You think Duke's going to even? Duke's not bad. Duke's
1: going to give us a run for our money. We have FSU the week after, so hopefully we're not looking ahead. We're also on a short week. We're playing Friday night, and we're on the road, so it's a little bit frightening.
0: Otherwise, it's kind of a weak weekend. You got USC at Washington State. Otherwise, you got a couple of SEC matchups with Georgia and Tennessee.
1: NBA. But NBA. nothing great. NBA.
0: Although North Texas, who did get a win this past weekend over UAB, takes on Southern
1: Mississippi. NBA. There is
0: one good game. Clemson at Virginia Tech. That's Woo. a good one. Clemson Woo. at Virginia Tech. ACC supremacy. Can't
1: and I, wait.
0: Can't, can't forget about Ooh. Oklahoma State Too at Texas good. Tech, baby.
1: Phenomenal.
0: No split seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. Producer Bab. Uh, I, I guess you mentioned, Eric. there was some stuff that went down in the National Basketball Association.
1: The association, baby. Things are happening. It started with Kevin Durant last week, and then Kevin Durant's old team made a splash. No one was expecting this. I know I wasn't. I never thought Carmelo Anthony was going to be wearing a Oklahoma City Thunder jersey, but
0: wouldn't you know it? Carmelo Anthony, the black hole that is Carmelo, so now you've got him and Russell Westbrook, two guys that
1: refuse to pass the ball. Iso ball, baby. They're the Oklahoma City isos. So
0: who, I, I just, this is make sense at all? How is this going to work? Listen,
1: man, it's exciting. It's going to put butts in the seats. It's going to get that Oklahoma, or, I mean, you talked about Enos Cancer's already brought it up. They're the best fans, the loudest, the craziest. They're going to get loud and crazy, and it brings a little bit of excitement to the squad. They already got Paul George. I just don't think Carmelo Anthony does a whole lot for you unless he's playing I, catch and shoot. Yes, unless he's catching yes. shoot, because the dude can still pull the three, but it's just like how long before he says, no, the ball's mine. Russell says, no, the ball's mine. No, it's mine. It's mine. Yeah, exactly. And you, next he, thing you know, they're both going 10 for 40 and they lose the game.
0: Well, him and Paul George, essentially, they're stretch threes.
1: Pull-up jumper after pull-up jumper after pull-up jumper. That's no what they defense. are.
0: Paul George is the guy that likes to shoot the three, two. You get him in the corner or wherever his sweet spot is. Dump and shoot.
1: I'm guaranteeing no further than the second round of the playoffs for the Thunder. I'm saying oh, that geez, right now. Yeah,
0: I agree with that completely. That's probably what's gonna happen. That's not really a bold prediction, bud.
1: Yes, it is. No. Stop that. That was incredibly bold. Not at all. It's one of the boldest things I've said all year, amongst a ton of bold things. That's true. But I just don't like it. You don't like it at all? You don't think it's going to be fun?
0: It'll be fun. It adds a little bit more interest in in compelling basketball, I suppose, to the 162 freaking games or the 82 games they play. It's too many. Well, it's too many.
1: Do you think Carmelo would
0: ever maybe come off the bench for them? If Carmelo Anthony, no, he's too damn. I just don't like. I've never thought Carmelo is a guy that is a team player. That is going to do what's best for the team. The only situation I thought maybe this can work is if he was with LeBron because everybody kind of listens to LeBron. LeBron can kind of just tell people, look, I can get you a ring if we do this and people believe him. I don't think Russell Westbrook and Carmelo can have that conversation and Russ come to him and say, look, this is what we need you to do in order to win. I think eventually, like you said, Carmelo's ego will win out. And he will complain about not touching the basketball enough.
1: All right, well, speaking of ego, here's Carmelo. A quick snippet of his first press conference as training camp kicked off just yesterday afternoon. Here's Carmelo, Oklahoma City, Jersey, number seven, ego.
0: Um, how do you feel about, you know, starting at the four or the concept of starting at the four or even coming <laughs> off the bench? And the second question
2: well, is... Well, me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers that part. I, I mean, I don't know where that started, where I came from.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, Pete, they said I got to come off the bench. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I love his troll laugh. He's obviously not laughing, but he's trying to just laugh it off because it was so disrespectful. Carmelo ain't coming off the bench, man. He's going to play no defense in that starting five. He's going to jack up 25 shots a game. And they're going to suck. And and, and yeah, they're not going to be, I, don't, I just don't see them being very good.
0: I think that Carmelo has detracted from that team. I thought they had, they're now worse with him on it.
1: I don't, I don't necessarily think they're worse. I didn't think they were going to be that great to begin with. He's
0: taking plays away from Russell Westbrook and Paul George, who are better
1: basketball players. Paul George is the best basketball player on that team in my opinion. Really? I would take, I would take Paul George if if I'm starting a team and I got to pick one player on that team, I'm taking Paul George. I'm not taking Russell wow, Westbrook.
0: Wow, I think 99% of America would strongly disagree with that. Okay, but so am so not that's a big a bold Ru- I'm not a big Give, me, give me
1: credit. That's a bold statement.
0: That is. That's very bold. Bold AF. Very very bold AF, maybe.
1: <laughs> Man, Eric, I'm on. To I'm on fire
0: tonight. Thinks Paul George is better than Russell Westbrook. Send us your tweets and hate mail now
1: baby.
0: radio.com. Send us the emails at nosebleedpod on Twitter. Let us know.
1: Sing your praises. Eric, Chiafalo, Eric Chiafalo, you are a an idiot. You are ahead of your time.
0: Russell Westbrook not as good as Paul George, but clearly, Carmelo's the third wheel.
1: And oh, he's third he's wheel. Not gonna like it. And, and he's gonna be living in Oklahoma City. I just don't see how that, how that goes over over. How long games. do you think he's really there? Oh, all star break. They trade his ass. <laughs> yeah, trade deadline. Yeah, because they're better without him. No, I mean he's a cancer. It's just I, To I me,
0: he's a basketball cancer on where wherever the hell he goes. The only team that he could have maybe been all right, he fits in, he understands, is Cleveland, and I only say that because of the LeBron James impact.
1: Well, Cleveland already got somebody. Oh, did they? Uh oh, I'll look at his face. He's about to cry. Much to my chagrin. And you're grinning. Dwayne Wade? will be representing the Cavaliers of Cleveland. Oh, sweet the 2017. Wade
0: and LeBron are back together. Season? Reunited and it feels so good.
1: Not good.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, dude. It's come full circle, oh, right? Oh gosh. LeBron goes to Dwayne Wade's house, helps them win two rings in Miami, and now Dwayne Wade
1: Coming to help LeBron and Cleveland in his house. It's just let's, annoying. Let's reunite oh, together, buddy. God. Wait, listen. I love you. You're the reason I'm a huge fan. You're the reason I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. And you're sucking the teeth of LeBron James. And you have been for years. That's a great teeth to suck. It's tough to argue. I know. It's but Man, is it annoying? That's the golden milk right it there. It is so annoying. And, I, and leading up to this, I was like, man, I really don't care. I mean, there, there were reports maybe he would come back to Miami. I'm like... The way our roster is, I don't really know how we could use him. It doesn't really fit right. He's a shell of himself. He's not the same player. He's old. He's he's only going to be playing 40 games a year. We don't need him. I don't care if he goes somewhere else. I was hoping he'd go to San Antonio or Oklahoma City and Carmelo Anthony. Oh, but You no. want both of them to go there. He oh, decides God. to go to Cleveland. And now I got to watch him wear a Cavaliers jersey. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is already number three. What are they going to do? Can you imagine Dwayne Wade wearing anything other than Number
0: three. Oh, Isaiah Thomas should change his he's gonna jersey number. He's going to
1: look so one. ugly in a Cavs uniform. I mean, ugh. I like those two Cavs uniforms.
2: It's going to be awful. I, yeah, they're, they're looking disgusting. pretty good. I think, I think they look good. I think
0: Dwayne Wade's going to look fine. They're weak. He's going to look fine. He's going to look bad. I think he'll look better in a cab uniform than he did wearing a Bulls
1: unit. He's no longer going to be that Miami Heat GQ cover magazine player. That's for dang sure. Get the hell over it. As soon as he retires, the
0: second he retires, he's coming back to Miami. Yeah, and then then he wants all the love. Yeah, give
1: me the hugs and kisses like we never left. And he'll get it all. He took an $8 million buyout. From Chicago, oh, meaning if he, so just taken, if he would have just taken the heat contract that we offered last offseason, he would have made more money than what he ended up making now. He left money on the table to leave Chicago.
0: He's got a chance to win a championship this year in Cleveland with LeBron. Jeez. He did not have a chance to win a championship this year in Miami. Could they have made a run maybe, maybe at best of the conference finals? Maybe. I think they are probably the third or fourth best team in that con- The fourth best team in that conference with him.
1: Cleveland, Boston. Washington. Washington.
0: Those would be my top three. Okay. And then I I think Miami's got a chance. I like some of the pieces that they've
1: got. Well, what do you think? I mean, does it does it really help the Cavaliers that much? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it's huge for them.
0: Oh, you think it's huge? I I really I think it's a complete difference maker because you know Dwayne Wade's gonna conserve himself for the postseason. They're a team that's solidified. They can, they could have LeBron could play half the year. They'll win 90% of those starts, and they'll get at least a top six seed in the East if they wanted to do it that way. And then you have prime LeBron. You have prime Wade, mm. healthy, ready to go. Prime for Wade the, for was the playoffs five years ago. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade at any mm. moment can go off for thirty to forty points in a playoff game, dude. And then he's th- got that in him. It might be one game a series. It might be a total of three or four games throughout a, a finals run. But golly gee, those will be some big time games for I him. think
1: he's due for one big game per playoff series. Now, if, they, if, it, if it goes seven, maybe he's good for two. And that's the kind of help LeBron needs. That is something that he needs. And they lost their most clutch player in Kyrie Irving. Now they get a guy in Dwayne Wade who you trust at the end of games in big time situations. So I can agree with you there. I also agree with the fact that the regular season, I don't see them being that good because I don't think they're really going to care that much. I think Wade gets a lot of rest. I think LeBron... LeBron always, especially in the first half of the season, they're like, listen, man, we're still figuring things out. Isaiah Thomas isn't even going to play until... January, February, so they're going to be working out the kinks, and they'll finally hit their stride as they go into the playoffs. That's kind of the thinking behind it. I just don't really know how much Dwayne Wade really helps you, except for in those select few moments. But as big picture, he's not helping you on a night-in, night-out basis. I don't believe so. The
0: big picture is the playoffs. The big picture is the Eastern Conference Finals in beating Boston and the NBA Finals in beating Golden State. I think you now have a better chance – to win both of those series, definitely the Boston one, with Dwayne Wade today than you did yesterday without him. And that's the answer. All right. Now, Kyrie Irving that you brought up, who's now in Boston, which is a reason you've got, I personally think, Boston will be in the conference finals against Cleveland. I agree. Was asked, uh, the king himself, LeBron James, was asked, what do you think, uh, what advice do you have now for Kyrie? Advice. Being the guy in Boston. And here was... LeBron's reaction.
3: No, I don't have any advice for him now. I got no advice for him or any other people that's on any other team. No, we, listen, man, we're trying to win a championship here. I don't have time to get advice to other guys. You're either with us or you're against us. So, you know, I'm uh, truly uh, humbled and and, and excited and, and, uh, you know, it was a gratifying three years that we played together, but. You know I, even if my like if my son went to another team and we was playing against each other, I'm not giving him shit. Nah, he'd come home and eat dinner or something, but he would get no advice from me. That's just the way it go.
1: <laughs> that's actually funny. That's actually good. I like that. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's
0: that's LeBron. It's cutthroat, baby. This is sports. You're with it's cutthroat. me. Cutthroat. Give me a break. You're cutthroat. against me. hate cutthroat. That's pretty cutthroat, dude. He's, a, he's his own son.
1: I'm not giving him poo. Yeah, but he's still gonna feed him. Still gonna give him food. Cutthroat put, is you put clothes even on eaten. his back. Yeah, he can't even come in the house. Cut throat That's Michael Jordan. I think if you piss
0: LeBron off, he's doing that.
1: I loved that Kyrie decided to bail. I think LeBron finally gets a taste of his own medicine. You can tell. LeBron kept calling him kid throughout the whole press conference. Anytime they brought him up, you know the kid, the kid, this, the he's kid. He's salty for sure. He's definitely salty, and I love it. But then he he, he gets. Why do you love it? Because news. you're
0: so to me. It depends on the day and the minute with you when we're talking about LeBron. You love him as a player, but then you're still just, eh, When it comes to him leaving Miami, you're just still,
1: and I don't get it, dude. I can't say he's not a great player.
0: He won two championships in Miami. You had to know he wasn't staying there for that long.
1: That's what LeBron does. He didn't have to he have... He He did college. not have to fly Pat Riley to freaking Las Vegas to sit there and not hear his message, only to tell him to go oh, home. Oh, that's rude and, then, and, and disrespectful and days to not and days sit and days with and days. him. No, it's rude and disrespectful to fly him out there and then not pay attention and instead watch the World Cup soccer game that was on at the time. Oh, is that what he did? Were you there? That's exactly what happened. You yes, see I see there. Of course I was there. What are you talking about? What do I look like? You look like you might have not been there. Okay. Well...
0: Good eye by you.
1: You jackass.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I get that you're. I get it. You would have loved LeBron to have stayed there a few yes, more years. Yes, and I also would have loved to LeBron me,
1: to give us a heads up that you're leaving. Don't don't play with my emotions. Say, oh yeah, Come I really want. On. I really want uh, Josh McBride. Yeah, you're
0: please, telling please me Pat Jack. Riley's the greatest guy please ever. Go get, uh, no. Freaking
1: Shabazz Navy No. The way he handled the Wade
0: thing was not that great. You make it seem like they offered him a great freaking deal to stay. Forty-two million, two no. years. Come on. forty-two million. years. They did not years. show that they really even wanted him or back.
1: Forty-two or million. Two years. Or Wade would have stayed.
0: Wade would have stayed.
1: Well, he did not. He felt I... shocked. Now he's in Cleveland. And he went to
0: Chicago. And now he's in Cleveland. And you know he's got a chance to win another ring with LeBron. After he won two with him in Miami. And that's what you should remember him for. Because to me, it's silly to even consider that LeBron would have been there for more than max five years. And he was there for four. And they had a beautiful,
1: beautiful run. Give me the max. Give me the five. <laughs> Give me the five. You greedy bastard. NBA is going to be so fun, though, man. With all the changes and all the different big-time players that have switched teams, even if it's a team like Oklahoma City that we don't think is really going to do a whole lot, still going to be entertaining. It's Chris definitely more Houston, entertaining now
0: with this with these moves. I agree. Timberwolves. Houston. Jimmy Butler. Minnesota. And,
1: yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's just a lot of changing faces, a lot of interesting storylines, and it's crazy how fast that NBA offseason goes by. Football season starts, you blink an eye, and now it's NBA training camp. Before you know it, you're going to wake up, and it's tip-off Celtics and Cavs.
0: Ooh, there it is. Kyrie Opening night.
1: It's going to be fun. I'm actually really excited the for that. Kid and I know the kid LeBron. the Yeah, the kid in the king. Oh, dude, that actually – nice. Yeah. Well, wow, That was a hell of a freaking headline.
0: What if I told you? Oh. 30 for 30. There it is. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. And is it is at this point in the show that we like to take a little dip into the entertainment world. And what we've been waiting on now for two weeks is the one and only review of the film It, which Eric and I had a, had a real big back and forth. I thought it was very good. Eric did not like it. S.H. It. We have the Stephen King expert in the house, the man that's read all of the Stephen King novels or the majority of the good ones our own producer, Bab. Bab saw it. He couldn't talk about it last week. He was silent, Bab. This week, he's back. Bab, what'd you think?
2: Greatest King movie ever. Ever! Oh, Am I, well God. no. Second best. Still behind the shining. Okay. But um no, it was it was really freaking good. It actually scared me as compared to the nineteen ninety one, which just made me laugh for half of it. It was scary. Watching Tim Curry swing a noisemaker around while dancing yeah, on a bookshelf. Yeah, it's silly to
0: me. I don't get people that are like, "Oh, Tim Curry was just so awesome." I just don't. Eh. To me, I don't get people that say, "Oh, this new
1: IT
2: movie it was, was so
0: awesome." Because it
1: was really good. It was so scary. It was the best Stephen King movie of all time. It was really good. It was not good at all. I lo- it lost me. I don't know. Plenty was of different times. It was funnier than it was scary. And the yeah, funny, definitely. Was and the funny. funny and the funny felt forced. I just want to reiterate. The that. funny
0: was funny because the kids were great. Kids were average, man. Those kids, the losers. I loved them. Bab, this is your time, though. You take the floor. Don't listen to this chump.
1: What's your review, Bab? I mean, why was it so good? What What about it made it just so good?
2: Tell us. Loved Bab. Pennywise, Bill, Scar- Starsgard, garden uh, I thought he was awesome. Where's my hit music? There he goes. Um, I thought he was awesome. I thought the kids were fine. I didn't think it was like the best kid acting ever, but I thought they were fine. You didn't think the the the, the comedy was forced. I didn't really feel forced Okay
1: it felt forced to me And I have great sensibilities But mm-hmm. it's alright Go ahead mm-hmm. Move on
2: um, Yeah Pennywise Scared the frick out of me Which I think is Supposed to be the The base of the entire movie In the first place Um hey, I thought
0: he
1: was a bitch I thought he was freaky you have,
2: you have nothing good to say About this movie do you I just didn't enjoy it I didn't enjoy it at all But hey it was the best Stephen King movie of all time The book scared the pants off me And it made me felt like I was reading the book On the screen basically because that's what every Stephen King movie has such a hard time doing is Keeping translating it, translating it from, well, yes, really translating it from book to movie.
0: And they left out a lot of just borderline. I mean, a little too much stuff that's from the book. But they didn't put in the movie. I read about the things they left out. I think it was for the best. Yeah. But you kind of still got a sense a little bit like the relationship between the father and daughter, there. Mm-hmm. You still kind of got what had happened there without having to show it. Uh, you had all the stuff going on, the rumors about her and, and where she was and yeah, the things told the she was doing. Well.
2: They Who definitely planted, yeah,
0: exactly. They planted a lot of the seeds, doing. innuendos that kind of made you think in that direction without actually having to show the scenes. And I felt myself the whole time wondering where is Pennywise? What is he doing? I couldn't get enough of him. And I thought the kids were funny. So I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it, Eric, but I'm happy to hear, Bam, that you approved.
2: Beep, beep, Richie. What
0: would you think of the voice? Uh, that's the one thing I agreed with, Eric. Certain scenes, I liked the voice. Certain scenes, I did think it sounded a little Scooby-Doo-ish.
2: Yeah. That's what, I guess that's one thing I did like about Tim Curry is it always sounded dark. And then in the 1991 at time there were some some points in this one that made me feel kind of like he seems like too much of a clown and not he's a demonic entity that takes the shape of a clown
0: yeah he definitely yeah at the end there i don't the ending to me was good i hope you guys know this uh today it was announced the it sequel will be released on september 6th 2019 my guess is Bab and I will be there arm in arm, and Eric, you uh, you probably won't be.
1: No. I'll be in the theater next door watching uh, the good movie that's out at that time. Probably won't be one.
0: Uh, September's kind of a weaker month. <laughs> well, that's that's a smart It'll move movie by, by it, It'll be the movie by to SH. see. By Shit.
1: that's a really smart move by them. It Because has there's no other good movies out. Throw it into that month. They're not going to play it in July. They're not going to play the time, because that's when movies are popping.
0: Well... It's become the highest grossing horror film of all time. It's made over $400 million globally, over $200 million domestically. The movie is killing it. It is a huge, huge success. Raked in just under $30 million. This weekend came in second place to Kingsman, The Golden Circle, the That's sequel. actually
1: another movie I heard was awful. Awful? I heard from our good friend Tony, movie buff. Oh uh, yes, Tony, Tony. Tony didn't like this movie. My parents saw it; said it was awful. It was and they a little liked long. The first one, I like the first, liked one, the first really one a good. lot. The first one was awesome.
0: First one was really good. This one's too long. It's a, all just under two and a half hours. I saw it as well, um, and I'll say this: I went into it also hearing that I talked to Tony before; he didn't like it. I don't think it was. It wasn't as good as the first one at all. It's not in the same ballpark, but it wasn't terrible.
1: Yeah. I didn't think, like, oh, it's awful. There's still some cool action well, scenes. Well, after your It review, I can just no longer really take, uh, you can your take opinion that opinion seriously.
0: It's it's one movie you just don't agree with, and you're the only person that I've heard be like, that movie was terrible. Yeah. So that's just you. But I thought Kingsman the Golden Circle had some entertaining moments. It needed to be 30 minutes shorter. Definitely, you could have trimmed the fat on that one. Not as good as the original one. I didn't think it would be. But if you're a fan of the original, there's still some cool action scenes, some slow-mo, mixing with the music. Uh, attractive women there's still some stuff that's worth seeing but it's not one you gotta go rush to the theater to see like you could totally red box that one and it's a it's a chill watch if you're bored nothing special to run and go see it's okay fair enough it's okay other news uh by the way guys in the UFC there was a fight night in Japan that happened this
1: weekend is that before or after that guy jumped off the bridge. I don't know. After his engagement. When did that happen? How recently? Yeah, it's about a month old. Okay, so definitely after. Okay, so he was actually biggest all of the month.
0: Definitely. Yeah, biggest all of the month.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But this was an awesome uh, fight between Jessica Andrade and Klajci Gidalia, who were oh, the those two... are two
1: big-name guys. I mean, everybody knows They're that. females. They're
0: females, oh. and uh, they're the two top contenders in the bantamweight division. Of course they are. These two girls freaking slugged it out, dude. If you had have actually seen this fight, you wouldn't be joking. You'd be showing some mad respect. These girls were bruised, battered, bloodied. They were throwing haymakers at one another. They were standing in the middle of the Acheon just throwing hands.
1: But no one crapped their pants in the no ring. No one crapped.
0: These are two composed, nah. freaking girls, man. They're not crapping themselves. Jessica Andraj did get the win by unanimous decision, and she clearly won that fight. The first person other than the champion in that division, Joanna Yonjechek, to defeat Gladia, Gedalia, really big win for Jessica Andraj. And the main event in that one was OSP Ovin St. Pru, who took on Yushin Okami, the Japanese upstart light heavyweight prospect. Ovin St. Prue didn't even take him two minutes, and he slept this kid. Literally slept him. The dude was asleep in the Octagon. Incredible performance for OSP Ovin St. Prue. Coming up in a couple weeks, again, I'm not going to stop promo in it because this is a pretty cool uh, card we've got here with UFC 216. Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee the main event, the co-main. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, maybe the most underrated athletes in professional sports taking on Ray Borg. For those of you that aren't familiar with Mighty Mouse's work Google him, YouTube him try and find some fights. The dude is fun to watch he's highly entertaining.
1: Yeah, I'm just the casual UFC fan. Mighty Mouse is somebody who's worth tuning in for. He's a badass. The other
0: news that has come out the rumors are coming. UFC 219, I believe it is, which will be the final card of this year. December 30th is the date. Conor McGregor, the notorious one, and Nate Diaz three, targeted to be the main event for that card. More and more rumors are coming out from more and more reliable sources. People are saying that was the understanding with Conor heading into Mayweather McGregor. We will wait. We will see. But the closer we get to December the more buzz you're going to start to hear. And as soon as that buzz matriculates, as soon as Conor McGregor starts to think, okay, I want this, it will happen. And we will get the trilogy fight between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz.
1: I'd be all in on that. 100%. That second fight sold me. It was a slugfest. Five rounds of just brutal fighting. It was great. I would love to see it.
0: I can't wait. That's all I want to see. I don't really... uh, Some of these other UFC cards especially 217 in New York going to be great but that's the fight everyone wants. Give me McGregor, give me Diaz 3, I'm all about it. And that does it for entertainment and UFC talk. We wrap the show now with a look ahead to NFL week number 4 and the Football Yoda in the house, ladies and gentlemen.
1: He is here. Hopefully. He was 2 and 1 last week, should have been 3 and 0 oh by his own account. 2 and 1, 2 and 1's fine. I will take that. I didn't have the heart to tell you. Stop lying to me, by the way. Just say it what it is. You have the vision. You have the vision. The visions are coming in now. Get out your pens and paper, My and people. My Obi Wan How many locks you got this week, Yoda? I like three. I like sticking with Trace. All righty. We go you NFC think? East, Yoda first. You want the to? precursor? I don't know. I mean, you're, you're the master here. Are you feeling it right now? I'm always feeling it. Let's go with the NFC East. NFC East, Yoda,
0: My dear friend. NFC East, Yoda. Do you want to include the Cowboys in this?
1: I do want to include the Cowboys. Right. They are a part of the NFC East. So, Last I checked, i the no, they, they
0: are, but I'm not going to include your Dolphins ever again in No, in no, no, this. no. I don't
1: need you to because you lie. And, and and. I just don't have the heart to tell you that they suck, and they suck. Well, the NFC East is filled with a bunch of averages, average, mediocre teams. We'll start with Dallas. Why not? Get them out of the way first. They're playing the Rams. Cowboys are on a short week. They looked Horace against Arizona up until the end. It's just what counts. It's how you finish. The Rams are on an extra long week. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. They are. And I hate to say it, man. Wow, you think the Rams are going to be the Cowboys? It's not about thinking, Walchick. As, as the NFC East Yoda, the vision happens. I see it. Yeah, it well, plays out. It wasn't too hot last week. That's what it does. So, okay, Cowboys lose the game. I'm not going to give you a score, but it's not going to be a pretty time between noon and three o'clock central time for you my friend shocking yeah don't agree but all right all right the next matchup in the nfc east walchuk what is it eagles at chargers eagles and chargers the chargers are pitiful the eagles are decent but the eagles fly across country they had a huge victory jake elliott biggest dub of the week They're riding high, but I think they're due for a crash landing. Again, it's not about thinking. It's about knowing. My vision tells me. It's tough to not say think, though. Phillip Rivers and those Los Angeles Chargers come away with a victory. L.A. gets two dubs this week. Okay. So that's two losses for the NFC East teams thus far. Now we move on to the Giants at Bucks. Giants and Bucks giants looking for their first win of the season almost got it against the eagles but like i told you eagles were going to win that game and that's exactly what happened they're going to tampa bay tampa looked awful last week they had a bunch of guys sick i think they wake up i think they feel better and tampa bay at home gets the victory that's three losses for the nfc east at this point wow Let's make it four. Wall, check who the Redskins got.
0: They're at Kansas City. Probably the toughest matchup of the week for an NFC This team.
1: is my guarantee of all the guarantees I have. Oh, so the others are maybes. The others are guarantees, but this is the top guarantee of the guarantees. Chiefs win at home. Redskins, lose. Kirk Cousins, I've said enough.
0: Wow. So 0-4 for the NFC East this week. You know what?
1: I don't remember the the last time that happened. If the Cowboys are going to lose, that's what you
0: would like, is the rest of the division to lose with them. So if that's going to happen, football, NFC East, Yoda, all right, I can't be too mad at you. You heard it here first. Can't be too mad at you. It's time for the real football, Yoda, to step into the house. Do it, man. I'm giving three games. The first one, I know, I know, guys. Look, this one's going to come across as maybe not that big, much like the Houston and Tennessee game, but this is going to be closer than many, many people think. It's a division game. You just saw the Bears defeat the Steelers at home, yep. but they will not go into Lambeau and beat the Packers this weekend. The Packers on Thursday night football, I know they had a really emotional overtime victory over Cincinnati, but they're a better team than Chicago. Chicago is going to be riding how they're going to feel themselves. The Packers will come to play. You will see Aaron Rodgers at his best on Thursday night football. I know historically the Bears have given him a little problem. I think he's going to be okay. I think he found a little something with Geronimo Allison. And they're going to be Geronimo in their way up and down the field. I'm going to take the Packers over the Bears, a team that I had on the other end of my Football Yoda predictions. Last week, I said the Tennessee Titans would beat the Seattle Seahawks. They did. This week, the Tennessee Titans are heading to Houston. Ooh. And Houston has found a rookie quarterback by the name of Deshaun Watson who is now turning the tides of Houston Texan football.
1: Yeah, but they got that sackless coach with the butt chin. But that
0: butt chin coach will be a victorious coach this Sunday as the Houston Texans will defeat the Tennessee Titans.
1: Bold, Yoda. Bold. At home. Last but not least.
0: Last but not least. A game that a lot of people are going to be excited about because it's two and one teams in the best division in football, the AFC West. Boom, boom, boom. The Oakland Raiders looked absolutely atrocious in a game Sunday night at Washington. Yep. They now head to Denver, a very difficult place to play.
1: As you know.
0: As I know. The Broncos nearly unbeatable in their first two home games of the season, but Derek Carr and the Raiders are ready to right the ship wow they will not be embarrassed offensively two weeks in a row khalil Mack will come to play he will strip sack trevor simeon and return it for a touchdown and that will win the game the raiders will defeat the broncos in mile high and that is my football yoda predictions damn that was
1: good so freaking good bold as hell I couldn't be prouder of you. Thank you. I, I can tell you weren't lying this time. Last week, you lied right to my face. This week, you look me in the eye and you tell me what happened. Left the fins out of it, baby. Thank you. And hope- listen, I'm sorry about your Cowboys. I, I, it's not, it's, listen, you know, you know how it goes as a Yoda, as a visionary. It's not your choice. It plays out and you just, you just report the facts. We'll see what
0: happens. I hope that it's another Weed Boys Victorious Tuesday sh- night recording. I know you do. A week ago. Hopefully they can find a way. To slow down Todd Gurley, Sammy Watkins, Jared Goff, they won't. and the rest of the Rams. Oh, hey, man, I'm holding true. Bye. Go, Cowboys, go. Bye. That Bye. does it for episode 32 of Nosebleed Seats Podcast. I've been your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Chiafalo, and producer, Bab. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great football weekends. Enjoy yourselves. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come boys. ¡Si señor! ¡Si